Okay, hello. Today is My Testimony, Episode 8. Glad you could be here and glad that you could listen. If you're listening through the podcast, if you're on YouTube, be sure to like the page, subscribe. Subscribe. And be sure to um, do whatever else you do. Comment below. And mm-hmm. if you have hateful comments, don't keep them to yourself. Put them down below. Leave I'll get to them because, well, you know, what else do I have to... How is that for an intro? I'm trying to, like, do this better. Sounds great. Um, I'd watch it just from seeing that intro. Perfect. Yeah. We got Isaac Ains over here. Isaac is... I had this all worked out in my head, and I always get really just... i got to breathe slower. It's cool. It's the start. You got and three. And technically, this can just start over because I, yeah, you can edit. I, but... Maybe you want to, I don't know. No, we don't edit here. We just do it uncut, unedited. Super organic. I like it. Yeah. So it is. It's just like, I'm actually, the furnace just stopped. That means that I could probably redo that whole entire intro. But cool. I'm not. Isaac Ames. So awesome. I was talking to somebody, sharing with somebody that like, I haven't seen him in like six, seven years. Yeah. And um, the way I described them. Uh, described you to them is first I described me to them mm-hmm. um, that if you were to just pull like the whole my voice is shaky I'm like <laughs> nervous <laughs> am I intimidating no, no. It's, it's not it's not necessarily that it's just it's just yeah a little bit I mean come on like you put a Mormon and a Christian in a room together and we might fight by the end of this yeah who knows we're not gonna fight by the end of this but anyway so they asked me they didn't really ask me I just tell them you know cause my word that I, if you pulled all of Liberty High School and you just pulled them and said, you know, like, you know, what is one word to describe Sam? Annoying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just hear me out. Just hear me out. All right. And, and, and so then if you, if you said, you know, what is one word to describe Isaac? Humble yourself now. Prepare yourself. I would say kindness. And I think that a majority of the school would, would pretty much, pretty well back me on that and that, and that, that, you weren't, you were kind. Like, that is the word that describes... Well, I'm glad that that's the thought. I appreciate that. It's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah. I would not say that you were annoying, but, you know, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. I, you know, just the majority of, of it, of, of high school. From what I remember from high school... What do you remember from high school? Starting from junior high, actually. That's yeah. where it all began. All I knew is that we both had the coconut head, like the coconut hair, the long hair. That sure. was the thing back in the day. And all I knew about you was that everyone liked you, just because you were, you're always there, and you're very, had a very present and active personality. You were not loud in the sense that, like, you were just screaming all the time, but you were just there. So everyone knew who you were, and from what I saw, people liked you. And I guess it cared over in high school, but then we go to a school with, like, 2,000 people, so it's like, you never really... We did choir, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. Were you there, like, up to the senior year the whole time, right? Yeah? That's, like, that's what I... tenor. Yes. yes, and you were a bass. Yes, I was, with Eddie Alviso. Yeah. I, I haven't it, said that name in like almost 10 years. Five, that's weird. eight, ten, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's where I remember you primarily was, you know, was, was in choir. Because I was, I, I played soccer and like... That's right. I didn't really... Dr. Harris had this kind of... I'm, I'm like, I'm like starting off the whole entire episode of like preconceived notions about yeah. perspectives uh, towards me from other people but th- this one is this cool. one I think is true I think that Dr. Harris felt like I was I was just there for the grade <laughs> maybe 
Yeah. Because, you know, there is, there's a lot of people there who were just I there. I mean, more than half, yeah, for the grade. In the way I was, too. I was there for the grade and just because all my friends ended up being in choir. Just because that's all I did. Yeah, but you that's actually, cool. like, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I see, love music. Yeah. See, I did, I did, too. But the thing is, I don't think that, like, she saw that. Because, cause, like, I, would, I wouldn't practice or anything. But I, now I'm, like, after high school, I continued doing music. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the things that she taught were... Like instilled in me. No, for sure, same. And you're one of the only actual like natural tenors that I know. Just it's it's hard to find a good solid. Tenor. Do you remember my voice? Uh, no, but I because we okay. the only voice I remember specifically are people like Renee Taylor or like people who <laughs> just like would just sing in class, you know. <laughs> Renee Taylor. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> who is who is that? Who is David? Becca, oh. I was like, Becca Askerman's also had a very good, strong, like, very unique voice, liked hers. David, though, he'd always come in and do that. Who's David? Black David. Big Black David. Oh, David Sanchez! Yes. <laughs> I love David. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I love David. But he'd always walk in there with... <laughs> yeah, like, oh, so yeah! <laughs> and then we'd be oh, like, man. oh, David, what's up, dude? Yeah. Good to see you. David's the best. I haven't seen him in a long time. Though yeah. I did see him, like, five or six years. Anyway, all that aside... Um, now we're seven years in the future, and yeah. you've got a kid, you got a wife. I do. I've, I've got, I've got, I'm renting a home. Yeah, you are. And like I... A true independent man. Yes. Mm. Working uh, lawn care now. Oh, yeah. So lawn care in the summer, and then in the winter, I put up Christmas lights and take yeah. them down. And then do snow removal as well. There's a, there's a really high demand for that. Yeah. Care, so that works out great. Yeah. Yeah. Just filling in what I, I do, because you already told me that you're studying to be a lawyer. Yeah, I'm in law school right now. I'm just finishing my first year. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, uh, it took a while for me to complete my undergrad. The whole time probably took like seven years, just because right out of high school, I went and served that church mission. I moved to Chile for two years. So That's I was right. there. And then I came back. And then like two years into my undergrad, I like bought this restaurant with my brother and so I did that for like a year and a half and withdrew from school to do that and then we sold the business went back to school so it took a while but finally got done so actually like usually you some people like to take a break between undergrad and law school that's why I went straight in so I like just graduated 2017 and then started last fall but yeah so I'm just in the first so year you, where you go where'd you go to college then so I started at BYU, they have like a sister school in Idaho, in Rexburg, and then from there I transferred to the main BYU school in Provo. So did you run the restaurant while you were in school? Yeah, for the first little bit. For about six months, and then it was too much. Because the restaurant itself was, it was really popular, Yeah. Um, but it was uh, starting to go out of business, and so my brother and I bought it to try and like revamp it, and kind of like... We kept, like, it wasn't like we started a new business. We just bought a business that was there and tried to fix it up. And so it was like trying to, uh, it's just as much work, turns out, to fix a business and just to start a new one. But yeah, so about six months in, I realized it's too much. And so I withdrew from classes, took like a leave of absence. And BYU, it's, as long as you take like one semester, well, even one credit hour every like so often, you can stay enrolled. Mm -hmm. So I just like did that. But I didn't go back full time for about a year. And okay. Then, yeah. College sucks. Yeah. It was good and bad. Papers suck. But you got out of it. I mean, like, you... Yeah, graduated, and then I... From there, we... Mary and I decided... I, while I was there, I met Mary. Got married. To Mary? To Mary. When I proposed, I was like, will you... Mary, will you... 
It's hilarious she said yes. But yeah, and then... Uh, it's hilarious that she said yes? It's hilarious. <laughs> come on, come but on. she did? Come on. But she, come on, uh, Mr. Kindness, come on. <laughs> but she, um, right after uh, that, after I graduated, we had to decide between a Kansas City, going to UMKC, and some school in Utah. Whether yeah. it's the University of Utah or BYU. And we both realized... Well, I realized I want to come home. She born and raised in Utah. She's ready to get out. And so it's like, let's go to UMKC. Let's go to Kansas City. Let's get out of here. Yeah, here we are. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. See, I didn't finish school. This is as much... This is... This is, this is we're, we're kind of catching up here. You know, yeah. I, I went to school, you know, at Colorado for a year. I only knew that because I watched your last episode. I honestly have no idea what you've been doing the past almost decade. Because next year's our 10-year reunion. I know. 2020. It's coming up. Yeah. You gotta make sure that that, that I'm invited, cause I, I don't you know. I don't even know if I'll go. No, you're going. Like I mean I don't know. It's no, like... no no no. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk in there, you and I holding hands. Be <laughs> <laughs> like hello. It's like surprise. Surprise. You guys didn't know. We we were in love with each other since the beginning of time. Come on. Ten years growing. It's yeah. Love. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Let's but not do, let's not do that. Alright, fine. But let's, let's let's seriously. If you if you do hear, you know, let me know. Cause I'm afraid that I'm not gonna get an invite. And I, I'm not even not like I have a Facebook, but I don't even check Facebook. I don't know how anyone's gonna. It'd be Christian that would like be putting together, wouldn't it? She was like Brindy the president. Smith. Yeah. I guess I don't remember. Brinzer. I don't. Sorry, I don't think Brinzer is. Brinzer. That's our president. No, Alex Wood was our president. Alex Wood was the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that, but like at the time in high school. You know that in ten years you're gonna have to be the one to organize, but you don't care. But ten years down, I'm sure they're like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta plan the reunion." Whatever, sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, like I shouldn't have ran for <laughs> yeah, president. Like, Why did it I have worth to... it? Why did yeah. I do that? Anyway, but uh, so yeah, I mean, take me through your timeline. Ten years. Oh yeah, real quick. Nine so years, yeah. so check this out. So graduated high school, and I even like made like a new Facebook. Yeah. Steez Johnson <laughs> and just like pretty much separated myself from like a lot of everybody yeah. I mean like at least socially that was also when Facebook was like taking off yeah. and everybody realized you can update your status on your phone right. which would you could do that two years prior to that but people just realized yeah anyway so I moved out to Colorado to become pro snowboarder mm. um, and then after after I realized that I wasn't going to be a pro snowboarder. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It's so a second semester. Awesome. I started a business, yeah. um, and it was based off of game dyna- dynamics and mm-hmm. how you could market um, using those game dynamics. It's an idea that basically there's a social layer, and then on top of that social layer, which at that time everybody thought it was Facebook, is the game layer. It's how you where you go, when you do it, why you do it, pretty much influencing people to be, like happy hour. Yeah. Between the hours of two and four, you show up and you get a reward, which is a, you know, half, half price drinks. Yeah. Right? That's mm-hmm. a game. So basically applying those like things. like the gamification of life. I Game guess, of, yeah, whatever. gamification is yeah. another that, that, they, that they called it. But anyway, so I started that second semester and uh, pretty much failed out of college and then came back to Kansas City. Um, after my mom, my uncle, my sisters, my dad, like, you can't stay in Colorado and work at McDonald's and start a business and live with your web developer. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So I moved back to Kansas City 
And sure enough, Front Flip, you ever heard of that app? Mm. Walk right into a big old marketing thing with the QR code and yeah. you scan it and then you scratch it off like a lottery ticket. Pretty much the same exact concept. Found out that those guys were based out of Overland Park, yeah. drove my tail end all the way down there and met the owners of that company and told them, you stole my idea. So that went over great. Yeah. They're like, well, you can become an intern. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I've got your next five years, 10 years mapped out. Yeah. So I drew it all out on like this big old piece of paper form, uh-huh. gave him my business plan. The piece of paper showed uh, just ideas that I came up on the spot oh, there. Yeah. Bitmoji was one of them. Like, yeah. it was just avatars, but like this idea that everybody would have an avatar yeah. on there. But I digress. So that happened, and then I went to Maple Woods for two years, thought mm-hmm. I was going to become a DJ. Okay. It failed just as much as wanting to become a pro snowboarder, as you can see. Sure. And then after that, moved in with my grandfather for three months, and mm-hmm. then it changed into like a year and a half that I lived out in Brunswick, a town of 800, which is an hour and a half oh. away from Kansas City, which parted me from like everybody yeah. and but i was still hosting events like party rock 2k14 do you remember party rock Mm-mm. okay oh wait party rock is a singer slash rapper no it was actually a well, song kid rock but yeah i don't know yeah a- anyway so so then i then i moved out there and then <laughs> opened up the bible and then uh was like this is kind of cool started reading the new testament because yeah. that's a lot more interesting than genesis to some it's- I, I mean, I personally think the New Testament is easier to read, but I think that's pretty universal. Yeah. Old Testament has some great stuff in it, but you have to sift. It's like digging for gold. You have to sift through a lot of just like esoteric you also doctrine have to, to get to like... You have to understand like the, the history of the, the countries and like yeah. the... Um, it's a complex it, book. It's great, but yeah, it's complex. New Testament's easier. But it helps out like once you understand a lot of that, then you, you understand the history, then you understand the Samaritan gal at the yeah. well. Like, yeah, you totally. understand, like, the divide between Samaria and, like, uh, Judea. Exactly. Why that's such a big deal. And Galilee. Yeah. And, and, and so, I guess that leads me into my next question. Do you believe in God? I do. Okay. I do believe in God. And then, this is different, too, because I don't really know. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. I do. And I'm actually glad we're having this conversation because I think that the, so the Church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints more commonly known as the Mormon Church, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, still I don't think has um, people don't fully understand it the way that I guess we would like it to be understood. But that's just well, people still think that you guys are polygamist, right? Yeah, which is fine. You know, history is history, right? But yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so yes, we do believe in Jesus. In fact, I mean, the actual name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, right? It's in the name. Sure. And we are the. Um, by the definition, like by scripture definition, in every sense of the word, it's Christian faith. Sure. When people ask me, like, what do you believe? I identify as a Christian. Like, I am a follower of Christ, disciple of Christ. So you would see Christ more. You would you would see Mormons under the the umbrella of Christianity. I would. Along with like Catholicism. Yeah, uh, and I think Baptists, Methodists. Mm, yeah, and I think the reason why the you know the LDS Church, I'll know the name for it, uh, Latter Day Saint. The reason why people don't associate it with mainstream Christianity is because generally you have the Catholic Church, which is like the first big Christian church after the time of Christ, right? Yeah. And then most other faiths, Protestant faiths, kind of came off of that, right? You have the Lutherans and the Baptists and the Methodists, right? And the reason they're called Protestant, you know, because it comes from the word protest. They were derivative from the Catholic faith, most of them, right? Sure. Like Martin Luther came from the Catholic faith and like these people branched off. And the thing that makes... 
the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints unique is because, at least in that regard, is because instead of being like a branch off from the main Catholic pillar, uh, we believe that the church was restored, you know, through a prophet that it was kind of like its own thing. It kind of started from a prophet, not as an appendage of the Catholic faith. So it's kind of a separate Christian entity, sure. which I think is why, and also another core doctrine that is different is uh, in the, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. The belief of the Trinity is, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or this one united whole, I guess, entity. So you believe power. like that, this triangle, all in Illuminati? one. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like Jesus is God. God is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is or yes and no. So the, I think the main difference is the the easiest way to explain it that I can think to describe it is God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. Sure. They are they are what we call the Godhead. Like they are the you know they're the heads. Right. They are in charge, but they are three distinct and separate entities. Like we believe that Heavenly Father is our Father in Heaven, and then from that, Jesus Christ is His Son, and those are two completely separate individuals. Like, they are two separate people. And were you pretending that you were looking at me while I went over there, by the way? Yeah. Okay, because all three cameras will catch me doing that. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah so that's the biggest difference but... that I described, yeah. Okay. So, describe that differently to me. Because one, I don't think the people who hear that are going to describe it different. Sure. And two, I didn't hear it because I was worried about turning off that heater. That's cool. Yeah, I could probably... I mean, I remember when I was a missionary, I had this down pat. I knew how to just, like, describe these doctrines, like, you know, like it was pulling out a, a card. It's like, boom, there's your answer. But, you know, it's time to... Sword out of the... Said, yeah. Whole, whole sheath thing. Sheath? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, I guess bottom line is the church that I go to... I believe in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a Christian faith. Okay. We believe Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And we believe that um, the way to, I don't know, happiness in this life, salvation, whatever you want to call it in the life sure. to come, that comes from devoting your life to following Him, right? Yeah. And that's really the core of it all. And, and, and that's the thing is, is that it, it's pretty interesting. Um, you were the first person to actually tell me that. I remember actually having this conversation with you. Yeah. Way back when. Way back. Because, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't... Most things that I don't understand, like, yeah, you got to hear it from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. So I asked you, um, because that was the one thing that, that, um, that, that, like, I would have a discretion. Not really a discretion, but, like, it, it, would, it would hinder... Um, me from saying that you are under the umbrella of the Christian yeah. Christian faith mm-hmm. is to say that... So was that Reformation... I mean, was that Reformed or was that always the way it was with Mormonism? Or like, is that recently? Yeah. Was it like, hey, we're done with polygamy and Jesus Christ is our where you find salvation? That's a great question. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you finish your question. That That's it. it. Okay. That's it. Yeah, so I guess in a nutshell timeline... Um, Jesus Christ has been the center of it from the beginning. Sure. The, the church was restored, we believe, or the founder of the church was Joseph Smith, right? Joseph Smith Jr., that's a name I think that's pretty common that people know or recognize. And uh, we believe that Joseph Smith, um, he was, as he was growing up as a young boy, it was during this like spiritual awakening in America where everyone was getting really psyched about Christianity and there were churches popping up everywhere, right? And they all believed in the Bible, but they had conflicting views. And mm-hmm. So because of that, he was confused as to like, which church do I go to? 
And that led to him ultimately asking, you know, praying, because he read in the Bible, you know, in James, to if any of you like wisdom, ask of God, right? Sure. He'll give you the answer. And so Joseph Smith went to a grove of trees that he had designated for himself to pray. And as he was praying, we believe that that is where he saw God the Father and Jesus Christ as two separate individuals, where essentially he got the answer that none of the churches are right. Like they're all good and they all preach good things, but they're not like, they're not the restored church. They're not the church like I had it when I was on the earth. Because yeah. I think that's where the belief comes from. It's the church is the same that Christ had anciently when he was on the earth, but just restored today. And things with polygamy and things like that is, are kind of parts of the history as the church grew. But the, from the beginning, it was all about Jesus Christ. And to this day, it still is. But there was no doctrine that said, like, you had to have, like, several wives. Yeah, so there... I mean, with the term doctrine, I guess you have to ask yourself what you think doctrine is. Yeah. But um, the way that I think of it is, you know, doctrine is instruction given by God, right? Like, there's doctrine, and then there's, like, what man thinks they should do. Yeah. And so Joseph Smith had, there's actual scripture, right? There was like the Bible and the New Testament and also the Book of Mormon, right? But then beyond that, Joseph Smith would receive revelation from God about certain things that need to happen, certain changes and certain restorations that need to happen. And polygamy was one of them. And this is, even still today, is a controversial issue even within the church. You know, sure. Like even members of the LDS church are, sometimes they're uncomfortable about it. Just within the past few years, the church is trying to they're having this movement to make it more transparent, make more resources available, you know, trying to find like why it happens and what was the point of it and things like that. But, um, and you but can, it's a very small portion. Yeah. It's I a, guess the main thing that like I, I've always, uh, now I don't, I haven't, you lived in Utah, so you probably yeah. know a whole lot more Mormons than I do. <laughs> I do probably because they're everywhere. everywhere. So, yeah. so like, <laughs> so like, did you know anybody who, who did, who were polygamists? No. And no one in the church practices polygamy. Okay. They haven't for over a hundred years. And it's... Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally fine. It's not offensive at all. It's a good question to ask. Yeah. There are some people that do it, and I think they're called, like, foundationalist, Latter-day Saints, something like that, but they're, like, their own They're thing. clearly, yeah. Yeah. Like, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints long ago made it, you know, they said that polygamy, that time has come, it's gone now, and if you practice it, you actually are subject to being excommunicated. Like, it's a big deal. Sure. Because the point is, is, and this has always been taught, and this was even taught at the time polygamy was around, but monogamy is the Lord's way, right? Sure. Monogamy is the way that God intended it to be. There are some circumstances in history where... Like David with like 360... Yeah. Is it 360 wives? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, a lot, right? And, some, and the only time it's okay is within the bounds that the Lord has set, that God says, okay, sure. we're going to do this, but these are the rules. You couldn't like... And it was the same thing in the early church. It wasn't like, okay, polygamy's free now, free game, everyone go get some wives. It was only specific men in the church, only specific women. It was more like a calling than just like, you know, and you can talk all day about like what the reasons were. Maybe it was because, you know, the saints were going through a lot of hardships and, you know, they needed to grow the church. And so, because posterity, like a lot, a lot of kids is a natural side effect against a polygamy, <laughs> right? That understandably. But um, you can talk about it all day, but in the end, it doesn't really matter because... Like, it doesn't change anything. Like, yeah. it, at least for me personally. I've been able to reconcile that clearly controversial belief, knowing that I do believe it was inspired by the Lord. I believe it had its purpose, and it's done. And the point is, is that monogamy is the way that the Lord wants it to be. 
The only time polygamy is around is if he says so and it's for a specific purpose and it's never forever, you know? Yeah. Do you yeah. think it, were, it will ever go back to that? Do you think in 100, 200, 300, 400 years? I don't know. My guess is no. Yeah. I per, and it's totally personal belief. I think when it happens, it, when it's, it's happened, it's done, right? And it had its purpose. It was, you know, there needed to be a restoration of all things and that included polygamy for its time. And a lot of the, you know, the world, the church right now is, you know, 14, 15 million strong and all over the world. And the majority of members can trace their lineage back to some point to a polygamous family in the early days of the church, which shows that it served its purpose of, you know, growth. Sure. Right? But I think it's done. And I think there are way more important things to focus on, like the general basic principles of Christ's gospel, of his church, you know, faith, repentance, things like that. Good. Yeah. That's kind of a lot in one sitting, but that's... But that's... that's, that's, that's yeah. Well, there's there's so many, like, it's... Because, like, sometimes I'll get questions, you know, I, I, will, I, will, I will speak for the Mormon faith to some degree. Yeah. And basically the things that I remember you had told me like 10 years, 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's nice to actually hear that again. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. It's a really hard question, okay. but I'm going to also get us water. Cool. And then, um, so, so I'm going to ask you the question and then immediately after that, I'm going to run and go get the water. Okay. I'll ponder the question. Don't just ponder the question because there's still cameras rolling and there's still people listening on the podcast. The question. So, so, huh? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. I want, I want it to be like this is gonna like it's gonna it's yeah. Ponder the question, okay. but you can do two of one of two things while I go get the water. Is you can make your own advertisement for like I don't know, make your own company up and and just or just do one for okay. Cheerios. But remember to say that like this isn't a sponsored program by Cheerios. Or number two is you can just like tell a story about like um, any story that you have that you think is really good that you can tell in like two minutes. I'm gonna do that while you're gone. While I'm gone. Tell a story. Yeah, in two minutes. Cool. Or, or, or do the advertisement. So here's the question, ponder that. And I'm gonna be really ecstatic when I edit the footage yeah. to see <laughs> what you do. What happens while I'm gone. Yeah. But okay. the question is. Do you believe that, um, actually now that I look at it, it's a pretty simple quip, but do you believe that I'm going to heaven based on my beliefs? Great question. I think of a good story. One time when I was in my first year of school, I went on a date with a girl that I really liked. And I'd never been on this date before, obviously, but I'd never been on a date with her before. And as we were, I was taking her to this fall festival, and as we were driving down the highway, I'd eaten something, it was probably like Chili Mac or something nasty that college kids eat, and my stomach got gurgly, and I had to pass some gas. We were trapped in this little Ford, uh, this Ford Ranger. And I did, thinking that it wouldn't smell too bad. But as the smell came up, it was so bad. And this was like in the fall in Rexburg, Idaho, so it was like 30 degrees outside. And so I was so nervous that she would smell that I rolled down the windows in the middle of the highway and yelled, freeze out, and her hair was flying everywhere. And, you know, just trying to, it was not a smooth move at all, but it, uh, it worked, and I think. And then we went on the date, but... That's the first story that came to my mind. And I hope you enjoy it when you watch.
and I hope you don't put it in the video because it's kind of an embarrassing story. I'm gonna be putting that in the video if Great. you're talking to me when Sounds I'm editing. Good. <laughs> That's what I get for throwing it off a cup. Oh. Thank you. So I hear some touchdown. So there's been like this cliffhanger. Oh right. Do I think you're getting that? Yeah. Do Do you think that Christians, basically the, the Protestants, mm -hmm. um, if they are following the Ten Commandments, following what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, and yeah, so on and so forth. Sure. Well, this is my belief of heaven and hell. First of all, I personally don't think it's that cut and dry. Like, I don't think it's that black and white. I don't think it's bad as hell and good as heaven. So what you're saying is that I'm actually going to be able to go to hell. Be able to go to hell. <laughs> going to get a chance to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, be able to go to heaven, but I'm going to be in, like, the fourth realm. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Here's what I know. The, like, as to strip away all like the complex doctrines, as simplify it, I think everyone is going to get a chance to accept Jesus Christ as their savior. And I don't think it's a simple, it's more than just, and this is, this might be This is outside contrary. the Mormon, this is This, this actually I think is in line with the doctrine, but I do think this is outline of common Christian mainstream um, beliefs. Sure. I don't think just saying, for example, like I accept, and I probably don't understand it too, because you know, like you said, like you have preconceived notions of what you understand other faiths will believe, but not talk to some friends about it, but this way I understand it, is it's more than just, you know, recognizing Jesus Christ as your savior and then saying, I accept him. And then boom, you get your ticket into heaven, right? Like you're in, no matter what happens from this point on, I think that it's a good place to start, but it's a constant, it's, it's constantly trying to repent, meaning just change your life. Like once you, you take a couple steps forward and you're feeling good and you're like, you're close to God and you're making these good changes and then all of a sudden you kind of go off the road a little bit, right? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm doing bad things again or like my life isn't where I want it to be. And then you try again and it's just constantly like taking two steps forward, one step back through life, you know? I think like, though, like that is the idea. That's what Christ taught when he was on the earth, you know? And so as far as like who gets into heaven, I think everyone is going to get their chance to accept him. And that includes people who, you know, lived in islands in the middle of the ocean who never even had a chance to hear about Jesus Christ. I think that those people will get a chance to accept him and also make it into heaven, whatever you want to see that to be. Living with God, you know, that eternal paradise, however you view that to be, I think everyone's going to get that chance. Even the pygmies that have never heard of Jesus Christ even in the their pygmies. life. Even the pygmies, yeah. It's interesting. The last, so the last, my testimony that I had, we, we kind of had that discussion of like, do you believe somebody who've, who's never been introduced to Jesus or, or the, uh, of God, of, of yeah. any kind of... Um, and I agree with you on that, 100%. Yeah. Like, I think that... Um, I think that you can just watch the last... My testimony and not have me say it again. Actually, I would actually you love say, to yeah. say it like in like a... Like, now I'm saying it for the second time because it wasn't... I never actually had that conversation mm -hmm. with somebody. Well, I had, but um, basically the, um, if you just drop people off in a place, yeah. just drop them off. The first question that they're going to have is probably, and, and assuming that they don't know anything, but that they just were there. They just appeared, right? A yeah. population grew, whatever. 
they would probably say, you know, why are we here? Mm-hmm. How did we get here? Yeah. And then like, then they'd finally whittle it down to like, who created us? Mm-hmm. Where'd we come from? Sure. Yeah. And then like, I think it would, it would whittle it, who, what, where, when, why, like who would be very important to them? Yeah. Was it somebody else that created it? You know, mm-hmm. like, or is there some other person that put us here? Like, why did they just drop us off in the middle of this island? Yeah. You know, who is it? Did they actually create us? Mm-hmm. And what is all of this stuff around us? Yeah. And what's the point? Like, is there a purpose? And, like, and I think yeah. that you can come to the conclusion of God and Jesus. I mean, and then, and then it kind of, I whittled it down even more and said, you know, after you say who and said that there was a creator, mm-hmm. then you can say, you know, does he know me? Yeah. You know, does this creator, does the person who, does, does this, this God, or does this, does even, it's, it's all um, rhetoric at that. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. does this creator, you know, does he, does he love me? Yeah. Um, and then if he loves me, what would he have to do to show that he loved me? And then you, like, start thinking about, like, this is, like, assuming that they... Even if they don't have any kind of same language or any kind of language, that they would still find these truths of, like, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, like, between the people, you know, they would see that the most loving person was the one who ended up sacrificing the most for the other person, whether that be time mm-hmm. or whether it be their food that they get from the ocean or yeah. whatever. But anyway, I, I just think that you can derive at salvation without the words Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. So you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that idea, the concept of how, like... Which is way out there because like, I mean, it's like... I don't think not, it is though. I mean, I think in comparison yeah. to what people believe, yeah, but if you think about... It's not it, talked about in the church though. Like yeah. it's not like a discussion that it's is... It's not, like, and it should be because I mean, if you think about God, like who God is, if you believe he is your loving heavenly father or just even your loving creator, whatever you want to see it as, I do not believe that God would let his children, whoever they may be, just fall by the wayside, you know? Like, they didn't get to choose to be born on an island in the middle of nowhere or somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa where Christians never showed up, right? Yeah. That's not their choice. Yeah. So why should they be held accountable? And some people say, like, well, something happened in their life where they could have accepted the gospel. I don't think that's true. I think that there are some people that are completely excluded from Christianity just because of the circumstances. But I think you're right that, like, the like I, in, the, in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints... We call it the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. That everyone has that. Everyone, just by virtue of being a child of God, has that in them. And that even if you don't know who Christ is, you have that influence. And that happened, th- what you were saying. Like you naturally feel, to, as you get closer to whatever creator you think there is or what you're aware of, you're pulled to these truths that, like, you know, like humility, charity, um, patience, and diligence, and these things that I think Christ would teach that you never got a chance to hear from Christ himself through the Bible or whatever, but you still live in that way. And I think that in the end, like I said, then you die and everyone's going to get a chance to meet him. And, you, and some people like us are going to be like, oh yeah, I know you. I've heard about you my whole life. And some people are like, who are you? And they're going to say, no, well, I'm Jesus Christ. And everything we're doing is great. And here's some more teachings. Now do you accept me? I think those people are going to say, yeah. And that's what I think what it comes down to. I think everyone in this life has that chance to do good or do bad and they're going to get a chance to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior in the end. Yeah. 
which takes a little pressure off from this life. It's like, I got to do good. Otherwise, when I die, it's hell, you know? Like, it shows that I just think that, you know, it's all about love, right? And I think Heavenly Father loves us enough to provide those types of opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to play the devil's advocate and say it's all yeah. about just. It's all about justice. What do you mean? It's, it's all about... Um, I'm reading a book right now with a group, and it's called Your God is Too Safe. Uh-huh. And so, like, I've been, like, really kind of saying to my, you know, like, there's been times in, like, these groups where, like, my heart is just, say something. Yeah. you got to say it. Totally. Call this person weak. Mm-hmm. Like, tell them that, like, what they're doing is, like, like, you, I have some few choice words that I could throw out there. But pansy, whatever. What's an example of like someone being a pansy? Like, why would you do that? I don't know if they're going to actually. I don't know if they'll watch. You don't it have to be on but, like. But but a guy who's saying that he's going to be a prayer warrior instead of going out and serving his community, hmm. and like to to look at them and say like, no, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hear you. I'm not gonna listen to you say that, mm-hmm. and, and and just sit there and go, yeah, that seems like a pretty good idea. That's <laughs> Like no, that's uh-huh. bullshit. Like get 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 your ass up and like let's go do something. Like yeah. I've given you an opportunity to serve on Saturday. Let's let's do this. It'd be real funny if they watch this. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> but but like the the you said you know you, you people are naturally pulled towards those things. I yeah. think they're actually naturally pulled towards envy, lust, mm. and and the darker side of things. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think also that they're not just pulled more into those things but but it doesn't matter whether you have a holy book mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. i think that um and, and this was also brought to my attention recently uh it, which is unbelievable i never actually had had this perspective brought to me is is that when jesus did miracles mm-hmm. it more it, it actually it actually pulled people farther away from him yeah a lot of people left yeah freaked out by it. yeah like he had followers but some people were like Ooh. yeah well it's not only that but like it, he distanced himself well from the Pharisees, mm-hmm. like whenever he, he did the miracle on a Sunday, like, you know, like, yeah, and they're like, what are you doing? This is blasphemy. Yeah. Like you're doing uh, healing the sick on a Sunday, like, <laughs> yeah. well, Saturday, but right, yeah. Sabbath, whatever, right. But but what I'm saying though is that that I just kind of had this idea that this this thought that that this rebel, whatever we call mm-hmm. it, that with the Bible, um, or your what is the other Bible? The Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. About? Yeah. Whether it's with those, with, with, with like any kind of text mm-hmm. that helps you gain wisdom or knowledge or what have you, yeah, uh, with or without that, um, you know, I, I I think that I guess that's a good question. Do you think that the Bible can hinder somebody's faith? Can hinder someone's faith? Sure. Well, I think that the Bible needs to be interpreted correctly. Yeah. That's what I think comes down to. That's, you know, that's the struggle because the Bible is, I do believe it is 100% true and inspired. But the trick is being able to read it in the way that God intended. And I think that's why, that's why there's so many churches, you know, two people read the same scripture and they're just like, yeah, but I think this. Like, yeah, but it probably means this. We're from two different churches, you know what I mean? Sure. So I don't think, I don't think, I believe that the honest and sincere seeker of truth will always find truth. I believe that is true. And so I think if someone honestly studies sacred scripture, whether it be the Bible and what I believe to also include the Book of Mormon, I believe that that person will find truth in whatever form that may be. 
And then from that, it does take some effort to try and decide, like, what is it that got intense for you? But, but I do like you playing devil's advocate because um, I think you're right, too, though. I think that people are naturally pulled toward, you know, envy and lust and these things because that's a natural man because we're human, right? Like, we're mortal, right? And that's yeah. the idea. Um, and so I guess I'll, I want to adjust what I said before because that's a really good point. I think that we all have what I was referring to as the light of Christ in us. I think we have these... I think we're aware of these good things, you know, but you're right. I think it's easier to be pulled towards the other things. It takes real effort to incorporate these other aspects in your life, like, you know, the patience and the love and the charity and things like that. But, uh, there's something greater that pulls you towards that. Yeah. And I think that's what, and, and every faith has a different way of talking about it. Like whether, you know, you have a spiritual awakening or you're, you know, you feel called to God. I think people can have these spiritual experiences that kind of jumpstarts their journey. Right. Yeah. And whether they stay on that path or not, everyone's different. But I think the, you know, the, the core of it is the same, which is, you know, everyone has, because we have these natural traits in us, like I said, as children of God. Like we, there are, I guess, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like our soul is part man and part heaven. You know what I mean? Like we're not just, we're not just a body. We're a body and a spirit. And that makes the human soul. We're demigods. Yes, we have, like we're we're like we're creations of of God, and because of that, I think that all of us are capable of being able to, you know, embrace these good things that Christ taught. That you, you can know? move mountains. Yeah. That you can actually a piece of your clothing fall off and somebody pick it up and be healed by it. Yeah, like demonstrate some real faith to see miracles. I think that's totally totally possible. Miracles. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen any miracles? Uh, I guess it depends what you define by miracle, but... Um, in your own definition, have you seen miracles? I, I have, I think so. The you biggest, said you went to Chile. Yeah. The, the biggest miracles I've seen in my life... I mean, I've heard of other miracles happening, like, you know, seeing people regaining their sight and the lame being healed and things like that in the nowadays. You witnessed that? I didn't. Okay. I do believe those things are true, though. Sure. For whatever reason, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm not looking for it. I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like I need to see it. But I do think so. When someone comes up to me and they say, like, yeah, like this guy was blind. And then everyone prayed and he could see again. I'm like, awesome. I'm sure that can happen. Because, you know, anything's possible with God. And there's no reason why he wouldn't let that happen, you know, if everyone has enough faith. I haven't seen that. Um, but the biggest miracles that I've seen, um, and maybe this sounds kind of hokey, but uh, as a missionary in Chile, what I would do is I would go to these people who are living like they want wait they, have I been saying it wrong the, my whole life what Chile Chile oh it's both ways are fine yeah Chile is what everyone says and that's right but the actual pronunciation is Chile that's how they say it in Spanish okay Chile but whatever but anyway but these people that I see there um, they their lives are in such bad shape whether the choices they make or their circumstances and they just like they're doing things that they deep down know they shouldn't be doing you know like they're you know fathers who neglect their families because they drink all the time and people who just like instead of caring for their children they waste their money on drugs or things like that like things that they know are wrong and they want to change but they can't and so you go to them and you introduce the savior into their life and you say you know well this is jesus christ this is what he taught and he says that if you draw closer to him he gives you the strength to change your life to repent to change and then people actually do it that is miraculous to me to see someone, you know, stop to literally become a new person 
in Christ, become a different human being because they're, you know, studying the scripture and like actively trying to follow him, you know? I think that's miraculous. And then you see, so it's more over time where you see them develop into something. That yeah. And yeah, and it's, uh, it's rarely is it like next morning, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm a new person. It is a process, right? Yeah. I think it's a lifelong process. But some of these people I saw change dramatically in a very short amount of time. And to this day are still faithful and, you know, and being followers of Christ. That's the only reason I keep Facebook, honestly, so I can like message them because they can't talk to them otherwise. But like they're still going strong and it's inspiring to see. But that, I think, to me, those are the miracles I witnessed that I'm grateful for. The only reason you keep Facebook. Let's roll into that. Sure. What do you think about internet and what has that done to, and I guess this can even even pull back the mask of like a discussion of just religion, but just what has the internet done to this world? Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think the internet, you know, being myself, are we millennials? Do we fall in that category? I think yes. we are. Yeah. Uh, late, yeah. Late 20s millennials. Us and then like plus or minus like f five years cool. plus 15 years, I think. So like awesome. 35 that's to... A lot more yeah. Than thought. yeah. So as a fellow millennial, I think the internet is one of the greatest tools and sources for good. And as in the, you know, mirroring that the greatest sources of maybe not evil, but just, you know, can be a bad influence as well because there's so much power behind it because it connects everyone, mm -hmm. you know, exposes everyone to all their ideas and all their thoughts. And because of that, a lot of good happens from it, you know, even like in the Christian realm and in the religious sense, you know, it's a lot easier to spread the good word, whatever you want to call it, right? To, yeah. You, know, you can post stuff or like, you know, live streaming, things like that. But on the flip side, there are just as many trolls and haters. And I think it's easy, like whoever shouts loudest on the internet is what everyone believes to be true. And so if the more people are shouting the wrong thing. Uh, that, that's the alarm. See, the problem that I totally screwed up. So like I keep pushing the side button and it snoozes the alarm. Uh, and so what then it does is it, it will snooze it for five minutes and it'll go out. So you've seen me get up like definitely not 30 minutes apart. Right. <laughs> and it's because. That's cool. Well, you can. This is, this is our. This is, and plus I haven't even heard your testimony. I totally uh, skipped that whole entire part. That's cool. We'll, we'll, um, um, this is where you do the advertisement. Oh. Cheerios. Not a sponsor for Cheerios. Eat them. They're good. For your heart and your soul, eat Cheerios. Maybe Cheerios will see this and hire me, even though this is not a sponsor for Cheerios, but I'll be there at their face. I'll be there. Yeah, that'll be me. Uh, so I got kicked off of group. Uh, it was like... What's group? Christian, church, church social media people. Okay. Like group like there's like a thousand fifteen hundred people or something in this group from like one specific church or just like people from all over from different churches come together on the yeah 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 like it's just it's just people who run their church's social media okay so I help out with my church's social media so mm -hmm. I thought I would join it and um and that's that's primarily what I I know I told you earlier I don't even social media yeah but use it to well. I don't need to justify myself to you, but I, yeah. I, I get on there to, to update um, Facebook page and then also to be a part of these groups yeah. where I can share these videos too to like uh, shout out to 
uh, what is it called? They just changed the name. Christian Creators, Video Creators, formerly known in parentheses, uh, Christian YouTubers. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Christian Video, I don't know. Um, anyway, so I was part of this group, and uh, people post, and da-da-da-da, right? Well, somebody posted on there. And they posted something. You, you hear about the whole Methodist thing going on? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they posted something. And they're like, my pastor, my somebody, my pastor or something wrote this two-letter thing regarding this whole thing, right? Yeah. And if you haven't heard about it, just Google Methodist accepting. Um, it's uh, the whole you, um, be able to perform same-sex marriages and I think having LGBT pastors on their clergy. I think that's what it is. For sure, it's not allowing their ministers to perform same-sex marriages. But then I think the other part of it is if they let those people into the clergy, like be priests and... We'll be able to become members, right? Because if, you can, if you're if you able to become membership a member... Too, then, yeah, I didn't know that. Maybe that's true. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Some, it is membership. I don't know. Anywho, yeah. so like so like somebody made this post on the, on the, on the group and it said... I'll my jacket. Go for it, yeah. It... it it gets cold. It's cool. We're here in Kansas City, Missouri. It's about 35 degrees outside. But it's getting warmer, and it's going to be it is. so this nice. Is, yeah. It is. Oh, Sorry, I know you're talking right. about this conversation. Yeah. But conversation too, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, somebody made a post on there and um, said that like my pastor wrote a two-page letter regarding whatever, and they want to... Uh, post it to Facebook Re- regarding the Methodist yeah. deal like his views and, and their it. views on it. Yeah. How do I put it on Facebook? What do you mean? Like, how do you like? That's what I was right saying. Way? It's like you can. There's only two options. Like, it's a dumb question. You can either scan it or you can take a picture oh, like of that it. Question, like, how do you put it? Yeah. On like, how do you put it on how Facebook? And they oh. and they put this on the page, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I asked. I said, what? <laughs> I, I don't right. ever really get involved with any of this crap, but no. I, I did this time, and I was like, you know, but I would are you is this a serious question? Upload into Google Doc. <laughs> Just like Google Doc. Sure, but but I mean, like, if, yeah, if, if you're running, that. if you're if you're running the social media page, you know well enough to scan, take picture, how to get a document yeah. onto the computer, and not only that, but giving that in depth, like what it's regarding, and I, and so I was like, is this a serious question? And like, yeah, why why do you ask? And I, and I said, it doesn't take the gift of discernment to know what you're doing. Nice burn. <laughs> it's a good Christian burn. <laughs> uh, Oof. I got kicked out of that group immediately. That, so I, huh? yeah, well, I wasn't able to post up there. I was gonna, I was gonna ask my same question, mm-hmm. but you know, how do I get, get this two-page letter? Don't give any context onto Facebook, and then it had, it was a poll, so it said either scan or take a picture of it, and people would vote on it. Okay. And, and, but then I pushed enter, but then they kicked me out of the group. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. If you want, we can just start our own group. Maybe I don't know just... why I wanted to share that. I just wanted to share that. I got kicked out of a group because when I... When did that happen? That was like a week ago. Oh, it's recent. Yeah. It's a recent... Like, it hurt a little bit. I was... No, well, no. not only that, but, but it actually opened my eyes to something bigger to that, and that's censorship. Mm-hmm. And this idea that, like, you know... You said something wrong, so what do we do? Well, we're just gonna ban you. Yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna remove you. Mm-hmm. Which it it just seems like that's more and more the answer on the internet. It's, it's turning true. into it's, a I mean, dictatorship. Yeah, like rather than argue or justify that easiest thing is just to block exclude. You. Yeah. I would agree with that. 
And it is a shame, and it, you know, and thinking of both sides, maybe they had the reasons, I don't know, but it did have an effect on you, obviously. And I, yeah, that's true. I think the reaction really is to just cut out, but... Well, I got over it real quick, and, and, and I'm sure that she was a little bit more hurt than about what I said. And if you're watching this, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry I typed those words. <laughs> I'm sure that is a... I'm sure they're a whole lot more worried about what Tucker, Tucker, uh, what is his name, Tucker? Dart? No, Tucker Carlson said 10 years ago than what I said in that one little sentence, whatever. Mm. No, it's a, it's some guy on Fox that said some things like 10 years ago and they're bringing it back up and um, saying like he needs to apologize and da da da. Yeah. Um, but, dang, usually we get to the politics at the very end. <laughs> And usually at the very beginning is your testimony. But how did you... And I, I, I want to ask this differently because sure. usually I will ask, you know, like, do you believe in God? But also, like, um, to really kind of give you... is like, when did you actually start to seek him? Yeah. Because based off question. of how you described it, mm-hmm. when did you actually, like, go, like, okay, I'm going to start reading this. I'm yeah. going to start studying this. I'm going to start really searching. Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, all through high school, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home. You know, my parents are both very active members of our church, and they, you know, always have been. My grandparents are, you know, I think I'm like the seventh generation of people in this church. Like, I've always, it's always been there. But like anyone, you know, you have to find your own testimony, right? You have to find your own journey, like mm-hmm. you said. And so like golf going through high school, I mean, I always felt like I knew that Christ was my savior and I had a testimony and I like, I believe these things, but you know, probably cause I was a teen, but it wasn't like that important. Right. You know, just like it's more important is high school and girls and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But, um, probably the time I started getting really, really serious about it was probably my mission because I had to, cause I knew that like, you know, I'm going to be spending two years, um, doing both like service, like physical service and proselyting, you know, like preaching, like, that's what I'm going to do for two whole years. I better know what I'm talking about. And as I started to study that, I started to gain my own testimony independent from my parents and from my church leaders and things like that. And from that, I think it's a constant cycle, you know? It's like there are times where I'm just on a spiritual high. I'm just like, yes, I'm feeling it. I feel good. I feel close to God. My life is good. And then whether it's just because... Peace. Yeah, exactly. But then sometimes whether I just get... I think it's a natural human cycle. Sometimes I get lazy Sometimes I get comfortable where I'm at spiritually. Sometimes something really hard happens in my life, you know, and I get as the Christians would be like, you have, you've got seasons of your life. There's there's this this the seasons. You know, that's like, the thing. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah that makes a good it's a good analogy. Cold, like, bad weather, and then there's the really warm and great days, and so yeah, that's my like Christian like uh, vernacular. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So something like that, and it's like as you for whatever reason it may be. I feel like I'm starting to distance myself from, from God. And I think, like I said, that's, that's normal behavior. But then you realize, like, okay, i got to get back on track. And then you start, you know, you just shift in the next gear and try and get close again. So I guess to answer your question, you know, when did I actually start really pursuing? It was probably when I, you know, got my mission call to Chile and decided to go do that instead of go straight to school. And it's kind of been like a constant back and forth cycle since then, you know. That was like... I left there in 2011, so like nine, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So you said like highs and lows. Like what is a, 
low look like for you? Because from what I'm looking at, like, well, let's just make it clear. Like you were, you were, you were a goody good in high school. Like you didn't get in <laughs> trouble. Like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like the, the two episodes ago. I don't even want to call him. David, my buddy David, like, mm-hmm. his testimony was, like, he was addicted to prescription medicine. And he, mm-hmm. he, he did ecstasy. He, yeah. like, his low was, like, uh, drug low. Mm-hmm. But for, like, you, I have never actually seen you put a cigarette to your lips. Mm-hmm. So what does a low look like for you? Um... It's funny because it's all about perspective, you know. It's like whether someone just had like of like a close family member pass away, or whether you just got fired from your job that you really loved, or maybe you like crashed your car and you don't have a car. You know, these things at the time they all feel so real. It's like this is the worst, you know. Mm-hmm. But in perspective, one's obviously way worse than the other. Sure. So I guess so. I guess if you're putting on like a perspective of my life, what's like my lowest point? The times I remember just being the lowest, I associate was when I felt the most dark. Like when did I feel the most darkness and just like the most alone and just like you know sad? I guess. And I don't know. I think and I think what happened. I get to that low point. It's a gradual process, and it's because I stopped doing simple things. And I'm sorry if I keep bringing this back into you know religious things. I don't know if that's what you wanted, but that's... Okay. I mean, that's, 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 that's really... That's kind of how my conversations have, have, have been lately. Cool. It almost... It's, it's full circle yeah. then. Well, then, bring it full circle again. Like, the, the lowest points in my life is when I feel the furthest from God. There's an easy way I can describe it. And it's usually because I'm... Either I'm not doing the things that I should be doing spiritually. Like, I'm not praying. I'm not reading scripture. I'm not having conversation like these with people because these are uplifting, you know? Like, I'm not doing those types of things. Or I'm doing them, but I'm not doing the right intent, you know? Like, read a scripture, I'm like, cool, there's my verse for the day, you know, peace out, or like, whatever it may be. But over a long period of time, I'll find myself, I'll just be like impatient and angry and uncomfortable and just like unkind to people. And I just like see, I'm just not comfortable with myself. And then it usually takes one big moment, like, I have like, I don't know, it's like a lash out or just like, I just get really mad at someone for no reason when I'm realizing, oh man, I'm in a bad spot, you know? I'm, I do not have a lot of light in my life right now. And then that's when you're like, okay, I gotta make some changes. And then you change. So I don't know. I guess, you know, the lowest points in my life usually been when I've, it actually been usually when I, like I'm alone, out of the house, when I was living by myself. You know, I don't have a lot of support. That's usually when things got the most dark, but yeah. Not that's just your question, but that's what I can think of. Yeah, I'd answer. Yeah. Cool. Are are you so are you, you're more? <laughs> I was gonna ask. Are you an extrovert and introvert? You're an extrovert. I, I, think, I don't know. I think you, I am good at. I guess what do you define as extrovert? extrovert? Yeah. I think the definition of extrovert is someone who like gets recharged from like social interactions with a bunch of people. You know. Yeah. And introvert is someone who gets recharged from you know being on their own and chilling, watching Netflix or whatever, right? So in that sense, I'm totally. An introvert because like going out and like by the way can you slouch a little bit mm-hmm. yeah perfect you got it. like being in a like going out and hanging out with a bunch of people and like being in a group function mm-hmm. exhausts me you know and i'm happy being there but it's like i'm 
looking forward to the time when I can just get home and just like bitch, just me and my wife. So in that regard, I'm an introvert. But I do think that I've uh, tried to develop a skill to be able to talk to people, especially since I'm going to be a, hopefully a lawyer someday. You kind of need to do that. Yeah. So it's kind of, but yeah, so I would consider myself a, I don't know, an outgoing introvert, I guess you could say. Where do you feel that uh, you, um, we kind of like targeted the struggle, but like, where do you, where do you think, if you were to like lay out all the things that makes a relationship with God good, where do you think that you're lacking? Me personally right now? Sure. Getting real. Let's see. Yeah. Look into yourself deeply inside your heart and (laughs) see that. You aren't perfect, and there's got to be something inside of Isaac. That, oh, there's like, plenty. And I think, actually, even now, just I can think of it right now. It's uh, So in the New Testament, in the Beatitudes, in the Christ, in Christ's teaching, he, one of the things he says, you know, like, where your heart will be, or where your treasure is, or your heart will be also, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know the scriptures back and forth, but it's something like that. So basically, like, treasure the things of heaven before the things of, of man. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole yeah. thing. So basically, it's, it says... Uh, uh, we both really good scripture. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, do not treasure the things that are of this world. Treasure it's something like th- that. It's yeah. like, like wherever your heart's at, like where your treasure at, your heart's there, and like moth and dust doth corrupt it, but things in heaven are forever. And like, basically, the idea is put the things of God before yes. the things of man. Yeah. Right. So right now, going to law school. Um, sometimes I think I'm a total hot shot because I'm just like, I'm in grad school, you know, and I got my awesome wife and baby and my life is great and I just like, you know, pretty prideful. And I think that distances me pretty quick from God because I stopped realizing that. The only reason all these good things have happened to me is because of Him. Every good thing in my life has happened because of my desire to come close to Jesus Christ, you know. And so I think right now that's where I'm struggling. It's a constant battle because like, I wake up in the morning every day at like 430 so I can go to campus, so I can like work out, get some studying in, get ready for class, like, and then I'm there till like four or five p.m. For, like twelve hours, I'm up and just focus on me, you know, yeah, like my body and my school and everything. And I text. You Mar- do look nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you look nice too. Thank you. But uh, like I text Mary throughout the day, but like I get so zoned in on that, and I try and find some time to like you know read some scripture and have like maybe fifteen, twenty minutes, thirty minutes on a good day of just like you know. This time is for God. But sometimes I'm like, oh, but I have this assignment. So I like put that to the side. And then I come home and I'm so tired. And so I just like, you know, I play with my son and help him to bed. And then me and Mary, we like, we hang out for a little bit and then we go to bed. And so I think right now I'm, my biggest struggle is now that I'm increasing in responsibility and just like in life involvement, I guess, making sure that I am finding the time for the Lord because... You know, life is life and it's tough and it gets busy. It only gets busier as you grow older, you know? And so that's what I'm working on right now. You said that it distances you from God. Yeah. I think it also distances you from other people too. Mm-hmm. Are you close with like, like, like if I were to, do, do the people know you in those classes? Like, I feel like it's, it's hard to kind of relate to the, cause you're, you're 26, 27 now. 27, yeah. 27. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the kids in these classes, I mean, are they usually, are they more 24, Mostly, 23? yeah. Mostly they're right out of undergrad for the general 18 to 21. Yeah. There's, there's I mean, there's a, quite a few that are like older than me. They're people yeah. like coming back to school from careers, but the vast majority are. Do you, you know, connect with them? 
I actually do. Yeah. But I understand what you mean, though. I connect with a very specific group, like my study group, you know? Sure. And there are times where, like, we're talking and I'm realizing, like, man, I'm, like, way older than these guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, whatever, because we're all in school. But, um, but yeah, but I think it does distance you from other people, because, like, even, like, my wife, you know? Like, you know, who I love and treasure, but it's, like, like I said, I'm at school all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's a whole new facet of our relationship we had to deal with. It's like, okay... You know, we have to make sure that we're keeping each other in each other's thoughts every now and again while I'm at school because I don't want these two separate worlds, you know. I don't want my, I don't want my law school life and my family life. I want just one life, you know. Yeah. And so, and you have to balance between those things, but like, it is easy, I think, when you do those things to push other people out. And maybe even things with God, too. I think it's possible to be so focused on like coming close to God that you you know, sometimes um, neglect some of your other relationships that are important, like family and close friends, you know? And some people might say, well, that's fine, you know, because God's most important, which yeah. is true. But I do think, um, like, a principle of, I, I don't know, like, a godly thing is he wants us to have balance, you know? Christ is the center of our life. He's the most important thing, but he's not the only thing. Yeah, We're supposed to, you know... The reason he gave us these teachings are so that we can incorporate in our lives to be able to, you know, nourish and strengthen our relationships with people that we love and care about. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, like I think, so one, the way that Mary and I reconcile that is we just, every now and again, have a heart to heart, like how we're doing, how are things going, and then just kind of adjust as you go along, you know? Was Mary your first girlfriend? No. But. Did you date Renee? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Renee. That was not like ew. No, <laughs> no. Renee is great. No, we're really good friends. Yeah, justify that real quick. <laughs> You're great. She's watching. She's gonna turn up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I wonder what Sam Johnson's post on YouTube. No. <laughs> um, no. My first girlfriend ever was, was Jenna. No, she's actually my second. Girlfriend. Okay. My first girlfriend ever was this girl named Heather Martin, who's actually um, LDS like me. Yes. But she lived in St. Joseph. I think I remember that. Yeah. She was just. Was that in junior high? It was in high school. It was like early. It was uh, my Fresh. sophomore year. Right yep. My first yep, year. Yep. 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 I don't know why I remember that because like that would have been like our first year that yeah. we knew each. Because did you did you go to Liberty Junior High? Yeah. So freshman was like so, still the junior high. Okay. That's so where I we, met we, you. Yeah. Year, we, grade. We, you probably didn't know who I was, but I knew you were back in oh. those times. That's right. I was a pretty cool cat back in the day. Yeah, you were. Yeah, people knew. I actually you. remember one time I saw you wear a bandana, and I wore a bandana because <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'll around my neck or yeah, around my head? Around your neck. Maybe it was around your head. Either way, I saw you wearing a bandana. I'm like, I want to do that. And so for some assembly, I just wore this neckerchief like a cowboy. I don't know why I did it, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel cool. I'm like, I'm like Sam Johnson. And I go into school, and I was like, what are you wearing? I'm like, I wear my bandana. Are you kidding me? This looks awesome. So, yeah. That's so funny. That's pretty fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, but yes. Heather Martin. Yes. First girlfriend. Then Jenna. And then after that, I went on my mission, and that's where that ended. And then I So the back. third girl you dated <laughs> was the one? Technically, the first one. I third dated. No, actually. Fourth? No, and then um, Elisa was the next year. I had a bunch of like flings, but the fish were like, we are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth. Okay. But there's, you know, you date a lot of other girls and have little flings here and there, and then along the way but Mary was my fourth serious girlfriend that stuck and then you got down on one knee and said will you marry do so, Mormons do it any different do they like we have to rip our clothes and raise our hands no. <laughs> yeah no it's normal 
It was, the way we did it was different just because it was like super spontaneous and we had been dating for a while and we had just gone back from her sister's wedding and we were both just feeling super sappy. I was like, I want to freaking marry you. She's like, I want to freaking marry you. I'm like, no let's way. go find a ring. And so she goes into her house and gets this little ring and I like drive her out to the spot that we talked about. The whole way driving, I'm like, this is happening. It's just us two. I'm like, <laughs> freaking marry me. She's like, I'll do it. And then we got married like three months later. It was super boom, pow. And then, what? yeah. I mean, I love the way we did it. It's not... The way for everyone though, like, but Mary didn't want like a huge wedding, so we were just like, let's get married. We had the ceremony, little luncheon, weekend honeymoon in Park City, and then back to school on a Monday. See that whole thing with that, like, you need to slash the. Mo I'm scared. I'm gonna cut off your head. That's cool. I'll slash more. Yeah, right there. Well, but you gotta also be able to hear the, you know, have them mm -hmm. right there. And then there was one episode. If you actually want to kind of like scoot in close, we there was one episode where we have you heard of ASMR. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> My little brother showed me a lot of weird videos about that. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually found out that there's some really weird ASMR videos. Yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know they're, they're super weird. So let's, uh, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on... Well, I didn't know about, like, I didn't know about the weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. What were we talking about? My girlfriends? My marriage? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, got married. Yeah. And she's the best. Mary's the absolute best. Yeah. Like, she's 100% like my... Like, she's my opposite in the sense, like, she's uh, a bit more feisty. I haven't met her. You haven't met her. You need to. She's... We need, we need to... We, now that, now that like, we've, we've sat down, like, I would, I would love to rekindle this relationship because yes, I... Yes, we're in the same city now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I remember calling... I've, I've called... I've stayed in a little bit of contact with you. I don't think the last time that I saw you, it was probably over at this axe, like, seven-something years ago, six years ago. <laughs> yeah. But... But like I think I remember calling you or your brother or texting. Oh yeah, we talked now and again. Yeah, usually when you call me, you last time I remember we talked on the phone before I came to Kansas City. You were looking for like a place to shack up for uh, going down and uh, to help the Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Harvey, yeah, 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 like, yeah. How do I know? And I'm I wish I was better equipped because I was like I didn't know how to contact members of my church down there. But yeah, because I, I was glad that I, you thought of that. I was just like living in a tent down yeah. there. And I knew that the Mormons were sending like 1,500 people each weekend there. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I know a Mormon. <laughs> I know one of them in. And they probably would have. But honestly, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what like, could have called. I called it worked the out. president. I, 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 ended, I ended up, yeah, I ended up um, in this, like living in a church for two months. And awesome. then um, living in a tent for about a, a month. That's a and long time. Yeah. That's awesome. That's when I kind of started the vlog. Yeah. Okay. I was like, cool. This has got to happen. Yeah. Like, why? What What other reason do I have? Because I always wanted to, like, videotape yeah. what was... I've always wanted to film. And then that's... I mean, that's, like, life experience, man. Like, and that's the thing. It's like you... I, when you were telling me your story of the past, like, 10 years, and you said, I went to school, and that failed, and then I, like, tried doing this thing, and that failed. Honestly, and this is just one man's opinion, but those are just, you know, steps along the way, you know? Like, everything we do, whether you, end, like, and I, I remember having this conversation with Zach. He came into town for his, uh, his birthday for, like, a week last year. And uh, we had this conversation, like, what determines, like, if you are succeeding at life, you know? And some people look at it like, okay, well, how's your job? And do you, like, have a stable relationship? And, like, do you have health insurance? Zach like, is, like, our main mutual friend, by the way. Yes. If it wasn't for Zach, then, like, me and Isaac would not even know each other outside of choir. That's true. Zach is our mutual love. Remember them on that felt trip right when I got back from Yeah, from and I was gonna bring that up is that you wore a bandana That's on the float trip around That's your head. Good. And I was like, 
I want to be like him. <laughs> and the bandana <laughs> came full circle. <laughs> it did. And I was like, I, yeah. that's. Yeah. And, and I actually started wearing like a bandana around my head because like. <laughs> that's awesome. I think it was a combo between like you and CJ though. Like, oh yeah, like, everyone wants to be CJ. Everyone wants to be CJ. I want to, I want to, I'd love to sit down with him. That would be a great conversation. He's, I know that he is a very introspective person. He has a lot of good things to say. I like it within the like my core friend group. Yeah. Like my main high school homies was me, Zach, Tyler Bedell. Yeah. And then CJ, and then sometimes Quentin when he was. One and of then me. sometimes, sometimes. And then sometimes, Sam. sometimes Sam. Yeah. But from what I knew from Sam, it's like I'm closest to Zach and Tyler. Yeah. And I'm close to CJ, and we're always going to be friends. But I never was able to get on the same like level. Like, uh, spiritual wise or spiritually, like, I wasn't able to get the same level as him, but like, I think having a conversation would be great because I, for one, I understand he is a man just filled with life experiences and just a lot of dude. Just, that'd be a good conversation, yeah. I respect him a lot. Well, you know, he he was out of all the everybody you named, he was the one that I he grew up down the street from me, really, yeah. Like, huh. he's In probably one, one of my earliest friends. That's awesome, yeah. Back before when he went to Staley. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even before that, like I remember this game we would play, where this kid would take his bows and arrows, CJ's bows and arrows, or I think it was CJ that was actually using his bows and arrows, yeah. and he would shoot at us while we were on a <laughs> hill, like actual, like Renaissance bow and arrow, yeah. not like a straight up like compression bow. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Uh-huh. Like, bow and arrow from, like, Renaissance Festival. Yeah. And he would shoot him up at an angle just enough to where, like, it could definitely could have killed us. That is super dangerous. And we there's, like, four or five of us, and we would have, like, lightsabers <laughs> and shields. Like, you remember that, like, gray shield? Oh and, like, yeah. yeah, we would be up there, and we just, like, probably 12, 13 years old, maybe. Of course. That's the age to do it. Oh, that's my gosh. That sounds like something you would do. At that age. Maybe not now. Although at one time we went up, uh, right after I got married, they surprised me. Like a last minute like bachelor party, whatever you want to call it, after the fact. Uh-huh. And we went hiking up this mountain. And he brought like his bow and, a bow and some arrows with him. Just in case. Just see what happens. We ended up getting stuck on that mountain. And then That's right. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Never actually heard the full story. You guys got helicoptered out, didn't you? We did. Long story short, we went off the trail because some people told us, like there were like some hikers from Europe and like, yeah, we know a shortcuts, yeah, follow us. And we're like, okay. And so we climb them and we have, we're super unprepared. Mary kept telling me because she grew up there by Mount Timpanogos in Utah. Mary she wasn't kept, with you though, right? No. Okay. She was at home. Because I was going to say that three would be a bad of being married. Yeah, like three weeks of okay. being married. This is what this was. She's like, don't hike Timpanogos. Like it's, there's snow up there. There's not going to be like, it starts in like August. Like get snowed over. Don't do it. I'm like, we'll be fine. If we get blocked off by some snow drifts, we'll just like camp somewhere on the side. You cannot camp anywhere because Mount Timonogos is this little trail all the way up the mountain. Didn't know that. But yeah, long story short, we went off the trail and it got to the point where we dropped, we had to abandon all of our stuff, like our food and our shelter, tumbled down the mountain because we were like trying to hang on. We were just climbing up. The only reason we could climb up is because the snow was like two or three feet deep. And so we're just like, like climbing up like this. I remember Zach and CJ went ahead and Tyler and I- I'm gonna make sure this is recording. Yeah, we got it. Zach and, you know, like ZJ went, at, or went ahead, so me and Tyler are looking at each other, and there was actually a point where I like was crying a little bit. I wasn't like you know like sobbing, but I remember just being like tears on my eyes. I was just emotionally and physically drained. We were on the side of this mountain. We had no way of getting back down. 
And so I'm just like, what are we doing? And Zach and CJ are like, let's just keep going and we're gonna find the summit. I come to find later on that we were nowhere close. <laughs> nowhere close. We would never have made it to the top of the mountain. It would never have happened. Like we would have just died. Like if we kept trying to go that way. And I remember hearing this thump, thump, thump. I'm like, that's Zach. I'm gonna see Zach's body. My best friend's gonna be going down the mountain dead. Like this is it. And it was the bags full of our tents and sleeping bags. And it was it was like a human-sized bag, which is like went down the mountain. I'm like, okay, I'm calling it because that freaked me out so much. And Zach or Tyler and I looked at each other, and we're just like, what are we doing? Like, we gotta call it. And so we called 911. And they redirect us to the volunteer, rescue people of the mountain. And from the moment we made that call to the moment we got down off the mountain, it took like seven hours. But we were just, we finally came to this little outreach with one tree on it, and we made a little fire, and we were just hanging out there, communicating with Pete, the sheriff. We called him Pistol Pete. And <laughs> he, and it's so funny. And Zach hates that we tell this part of the story, but it's important. His was the only phone that was working, like with the head service. And it had like 10% battery. He was like Snapchatting the whole thing. We're like, Zach, turn off your phone, man. Like, we need it. He's like, no, hold on. I was like, we're still stuck in the mountain. I'm like, you idiot, stop it. But we love you, Zach. With all our heart. Because we do things like that. <laughs> you Snapchat. <laughs> and then finally, like, stop doing that. And so then, uh, but anyway. I could see Tyler being the one, being the one. Yeah, like, like yeah. Zach, quit freaking <laughs> Snapchatting. Get off your phone. That is accurate. And it's funny. And it's, Tyler had the worst of it, too, because... Um, again, my fault, cause I'm the one that told them where we were going, but we, we weren't even wearing, like, snow boots. I mean, Tyler was wearing, like, Vans. Like, really? boots, yeah. And, like, I was wearing, Dude, like, he's such a beast, boots. though. He could be walking in snow and, like... Oh, it's true. Just, like, just he's socks, and he wouldn't even say anything yeah. about it. But it like, was My just... feet are getting kind of cold, guys. We should I... get down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think he was carrying the heaviest pack, too, for a long time. But he, like, got, it got so bad that he was so cold or out of energy, his body couldn't produce heat anymore. It was getting a little bit of hypothermia. So he was mm-hmm. sitting right by the fire, wrapped in a blanket, but he was still just shivering like crazy. So we got kind of scared. And so finally they ended up, they had a helicopter and they dropped in two guys. And they realized that because it was, since it's volunteer, it's like paid for by volunteers. Sure, yeah. And so they couldn't fly us all back because they could only take one person at a time. And so they said, we're going to guide you down the mountain. And so they like belayed us down and we made it to the bottom by like 1 a.m. Got home. Mary was super mad. But that's, it's, it, there's that's the story. a little more of the story, but more or less, that's pretty much it. We got stuck on a mountain and we came down because we're idiots. Oh. That's 100% our fault. So it was your idea to take, you, you led the pack in going off the path? I led the pack, probably, I'm sure I instigated. I'm the one who chose that path to go on. Like, we should hike Timpanogos because, like, the most famous hiking area in Utah. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. Because I wanted, because before we had just done that float trip. So I wanted to, like... Wait, up the, up. the flow trip that I went on? Yeah. That was, I think, the second time we'd ever done it all together as a group. The first time we'd done it together was before, like, our senior Gosh, year. I wish I would have been stranded on that mountain with you guys. I don't know if you do. You may have died. <laughs> but it would have been fun to have you. I'm sure you would have made it a lot less stressful. But, but yeah. So, in the end, we uh, we survived. But, but you guys know how to, like, live out in the... Because the, I know that you... You came prepared for that float trip more than anybody else that was With on the backpack. Trip. Yeah, yeah. I did have all the cooking stuff. Yeah. Know. Well, no, I, Tyler I brought that one pan. I think. Right. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> I did that. I ended up pan. using it as like a yeah. hammer or something. 
<laughs> but uh, and I started the fires with the Doritos. That's right. Yes. <laughs> See, we needed you. Yeah. yeah. So Zach and I, or Tyler and I, were technically Boy Scouts. Wait, can I just go but... ahead and say this real quick? If you ever go hiking, if you ever go anywhere, bring Doritos. They're flammable. They make. They, they are the best. Tender. Yes. Which, what does that say about how they are as food? But I don't know, but we should make an app called Doritos. That starts fires? <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> there's an app called Tender, and then we make one called Doritos. Ah, right. Oh, but, oh, I get it. Yeah, but it'll be it's, way more fake. and Except instead of people, it's like food. Like, <laughs> if you like their food, you swipe right, and they give it to you. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That's so, I think. Like, do you want to have dinner with me? Like, and it's just pictures of people's food. Food, it's like, like, swipe left, like, no. Right. Yeah. Doritos. Like, is that guac? <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> anyway, but I don't know. Yeah. So we, we were not, despite the fact that Tyler and I were scouts and that CJ was like a wilderness man, we didn't really know what we were doing. So yeah. we got lucky. Anyway. And Zach yeah. was Snapchatting. He was Snapchatting. He's going to hate that that's filmed, that you said that. Yeah. But he's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a staple in me telling the story because it's hilarious. <sighs> And frankly, maybe we would have done the same thing if we had service, but we didn't. I so probably would have been. Do, I would. On Zach. Yeah, I would. I probably would have done the same thing too. Zach's uh, easy. He's easy to bully because he's just so sweet. So, do you use Snapchat? No. No. Mainly just because I never got back into it. Um, Plus, those ads are getting next level. I don't know. I don't even know what like, pornography. I know it's just like, yeah, like I, it's just like getting like. I'm just saying, there's a half naked chick on the advertisements every single time that I would. There is. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that? No, I haven't had Snapchat. Dude, in like you should five check years. it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, but you should check it. Yeah. No, yeah, I only use Kylie Jenner's on there every other. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm talking from like this happened. I stopped Snapchatting like last October. Yeah. So I'm talking for like, but I'm pretty sure that 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 continued. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a good platform like for our generation. Like, how to communicate just quick, sure. just like. CJ's, CJ's uncle actually came up with that. You did? I'm not even joking you. I remember specifically CJ yeah. bringing... Because we'd always come up with stupid million dollar ideas. Right. In fact, I'd love to just share you a couple of them with you that I came up with. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, but no, no, no. He, he, he really brought it... His uncle was super into Quake 2. Yeah. Not Quake 2, but Quake, Quake 1 through 4. Also, yes. But, um, but I remember CJ telling me about this idea of his... Basically, you'll be able to send a message, and it would delete after it was viewed, and it's so that the yeah. government couldn't see it or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it had like a little bit more of a privacy twist to it. Yeah. But like that whole concept, I remember him telling me about it, and I was thinking to myself, "That's that's kind of stupid." Yeah. Who's gonna use that? And then yeah. Snapchat is like worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And then Snapchat comes out, and it's just, but yeah, check this out. Longboard workout video. I actually have a list of these. Okay. Longboard workout video. Awesome. So this is at the time when longboards were like really popular and just like... They're still huge in the West. Like, yeah. Just having like a cute girl that's like, all right, first you're going to take the board and you're going to put it over your head like this and then yeah. you're going to go... <laughs> you know? That's a good idea. And then after that, you're going to test your balance, you're going to stand on it and you're going to rock back and forth and yeah. we're going to do this for a good, you know, what it, it wouldn't be like <laughs> aerobics. Right. It would be more right. like longboard... longboard Aerobics video, uh, the saw blade cover plus an irony, uh, ironer. 
So you know whenever you're ironing, yes. and and if you just like accidentally leave it on your clothes and it'll burn a hole through them like right we don't want that to happen so what you do is have you seen a saw blade yes you go, and then like that saw blade kind of goes up mm -hmm. same thing but applied to an iron so, so whenever like you this yeah. then, the, then the guard will like come up right That's right smart yeah right That's okay good. the lighter carabiner plus bottle opener plus flashlight now i know that you've seen like the flashlight carabiner everybody's mm -hmm. seen that I know you've probably seen the bottle opener and the light carabiner, but you, have you seen all three of them together? I haven't. Okay, okay. Flash drive, flash drive key. This is actually crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, this is actually this is actually crazy because I made this um, probably like ten years ago that I started this, and that yeah. idea was about around ten years ago. Was yeah. the flash drive key? Now we have the keyless entry, where you actually oh. just like put that in there. Oh, like you put the flash drive in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't... Was at that time, it was like, you know, what... A, right. Electronic good. deadlocks. So that's actually that's, that's a, actually that's a thing a now. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Uh, you can have that. an app or whatever where yeah. it unlocks it. Unlocks your door, yeah. Like smart home stuff, that's huge. This one right here, I can tell you that nobody right. has thought of, and I know that nobody has actually implemented it. Let's hear it. Um, but first, I'm going to say that the same... Thing, but it's a joke. Okay, so what do you call a duck that gets into everybody's business? Uh, a nosy duck? I don't know. You're close. You're close. I don't know. C keep going with that. What, what do you name him? Nosy duck? No, 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 no. Keep going. Come on. Happy keep... duck. No, 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 no. Uh... Billy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? I do. <laughs> yeah. Google that. It's pretty good. That's an original joke by me. <laughs> <laughs> TM. Same the bowel movement wake up pill. <laughs> okay. So it's exactly what it sounds like. You take this pill and basically it's a time release capsule and add, you know, if you want to wake up in seven mm -hmm. hours. Because have you ever woke up and like had to take a crap? Yeah. And you're, and you're not going to wake up. <laughs> you're not like, I'll do it when I wake up. Do it. You're not going to hit the snooze alarm yeah. on that. Like you're going to go and you're going to take a crap. And then by that time it's like, well, I'm already up. Yeah. So basically, it's a bowel movement wake-up pill. You take this pill, and like in five hours, six hours, like you're gonna have to take. You should uh, take that on Shark Tank. I'm sure they'd love it. Yeah, the next one's stupid. A USB pillow. I don't really know what it was. USB pill. <laughs> yeah, a customer service phone number website where all the customer service phone numbers are listed. I don't still don't think that that's maybe it is, but a lawnmower stroller. Okay, so that one was kind of silly. Just walking the baby, might as well mow my lawn. Well, Basically, where you can take your yeah, yeah. You, like you can take them right out of the car and then put them on your lawnmower. And start <laughs> mowing. So that one was kind of silly. Um, promo ink. Um, it's a play on words. Basically, like toilet paper and paper towels. You'll be able to like print off yeah. things on there. When we saw that with the Donald Trump and the Hillary Clinton toilet paper, and right. uh, I've got four or five more. Okay, so a there phone attachment that turns the flash face towards you. That'd be nice. That's a more recent idea. So yeah. basically, the idea that there'd be a mirror that like swings it around. Yeah. So whenever you take a selfie, that that flash will actually. Yeah, because right now all it does is light up your screen really bright, but that's all it does, and it's not good. exactly. It's not the same thing. So if you, flash. but the thing is, is that if you're using this camera, then that flash isn't going to come go yeah. off. Right. So, it yeah, uh, the body heating pillow. Cool. Whatever. Uh, w tuber. Okay, this one's great. In print, w, WT Uber. 
And okay. basically, in parentheses, I put white trash Uber. Because <laughs> I have to have a little bit of context. Because <laughs> like, I came up with these like years idea. ago. <laughs> what, what do you think white trash Uber is? Uh, an Uber, but... Like for super cheap, crappy cars. Exactly. Because like, <laughs> I remember signing up for Uber, trying to become a driver, and they're like, oh, you have to have a car like 2000 and later. And yeah. I had like a 1999. And I was like... Yeah. And they do that just for liability. Sure, yeah. Of, and so as long as you just tell people like, hey, just so you know, these, it's super cheap, yeah. but these cars suck. And so if you die, it's on you. Like, that's everyone's going to be like, sure, I don't care. Only pay five that's bucks, what I'm right? saying. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the college kids be like, let's do it. WT Uber. White trash Uber. Okay. Uh, inseparable couple toothbrush. This was, I actually thought of this with my ex-girlfriend, and uh, it's it's a funny it's a funny idea that you would just get it one, you'd buy it one time. Like, uh, like a novelty type thing. Yeah, yeah, so basically what it is is like a toothbrush, but like, to a brush on this side and a brush on this side. <laughs> so you can brush your teeth. <laughs> at the same time. That's pretty good. Um, could, like, it also doubles as a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. What for your value? That's awesome. All right. Uh, but that's the inseparable couples toothbrush. And then the long... And then also you buy that for couples that are like inseparable. Like What got you? That's just like you. Yeah. Uh, long drive neck, neck scratcher. Long drive neck scratcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically like, you'll drive. just scratch your neck every now and then. Just bring out a long reach drive. Out, yeah. Oh, to like wake you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Or, or, or just to scratch, scratch your, your neck. neck. Get you yeah. Get you. yeah, that's cool. Because sometimes you get a scratch. Sometimes you just need a scratch. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that took a turn for. Uh, that was that was out there. That's good though. That was that was, that was wild. Let's mm-hmm. bring it full circle to. Um, do, so do, what, your testimony. So when, do you remember like a specific time like seeing light, or do you remember like a specific time that you were like. Or was it like you were going to Chile and mm. it was like, I got to get my shit together. And like, I yeah. got to open up this Bible and I got to really figure out whether this is something I'm going to share or whether it's going to be something that like I'm going to be faking or is this going to be something that I'm doing for my parents? Yeah. Like, because the biggest thing with me lately is like, I've been like, not necessarily struggling with that, but like, I'm having different demons. Mm-hmm. Like that are like, like um. And I gotta get your make sure. Oh dang it! I didn't get the reaction whenever I said demons. Oh sorry. So let's do that again. Sorry. Whenever there's like there's different demons that are flying. At me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but different struggles of like like this this idea that like am I am I sharing like this cultish idea? Am I just like? sharing this 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 ideology yeah. is this something that is actually real is mm-hmm. it tangible is it can you when they say like oh you believe in this is it that i just believe in it or is it that something that i know yeah was there like a like a specific time that like you remember uh i think that's a good question like it's very it's a question that makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of people do attribute their conversion to having like a, a moment like that. Yeah. I, I, and I, that's the thing is I don't, yeah. I, it, it wasn't actually until I started writing out my testimony where it kind of hit me really hard. Like yeah. he's been there. Like this is when it happened is mm-hmm. when I moved out to my grandfather's and like actually like this it was a revelation like hey open up the new testament like maybe you should read about it yeah. and like 
that was like whenever I would say for me, it was like, that's whenever I was like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've had moments like that. I honestly can't think of one specific moment of like, this was when I was converted. This is when I like saw the light or this is when I like started taking my testimony seriously. I've had a bunch of little, like, I guess, spiritual aha moments like that. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, I'm, I don't know. There have been specific times where I'll be, like, writing in a journal or reading a scripture. And all of a sudden, I'll just feel, like, I'll just feel in my heart the truth of what I'm reading and understanding. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is real. This is true. But um, I don't, I wouldn't narrow it down to one or even, like, two or three events. I do think... And this might sound kind of cheesy, but I picture it less of like a light bulb turning on and more of like a sunrise, you know? It's less of just being like, click, oh yeah, you know, God is real and God is good and these things are good. I'm going to do it, right? Yes. It's more like a sunrise. It's this, the light slowly comes up and as it does, you begin to recognize its warmth and you realize that it's something that is good and you pursue it and you stay in its glow, you know, and you're just like developing on what you've already learned. And it is, I think, a lifelong process. At one point, everyone does say, okay, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm committing to this. For me, I guess if you want to narrow it down to a point like that, one thing in um, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, we believe in it, are something called covenants, right? Yeah. These promises we make with God. And they're sacred ordinances. And it's kind of like, you know, in every church, that's something maybe to some degree. Baptism is a really common one. Sure. Usually people like, you get baptized when you realize, okay, I'm devoting my life to God. Yeah. Baptized. You guys don't do baptism? We do. But it's usually at a younger age. If you're born in the church, you can get baptized as young as eight years old. Okay. And that's, you know, usually that's what people do. Did you get baptized at eight? I did, yeah. Because I I grew up in it, you know? And I plan on encouraging my son to get baptized when he's eight. That's just like the the thing that's taught. And people are like, isn't that kind of young to like know what you want? Do you remember your baptism? Little bits. I remember my dad being in there. I remember like... You know, my grandma gave me, like, a rose or something. You, do you remember it, like, being, like, forced, or was it, like, more, like... It was totally me, but I was eight, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't, Eight-year-old like, Isaac, like... Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, sure, exactly. Yeah. Like, I knew that my... I knew that my parents wanted me to do it. I knew, like, as my eight-year-old innocence that my concept of God, whatever that was, like, I believed. I liked it. Yeah. And it looked fun, you know? So I'm just like, sure. And so... And so people are like, isn't that kind of young? And the answer is, well, yeah, it is too young, I think, to fully grasp what you're doing. But I think the, but either way, I don't think that's the point. It's, you know, I think, because like I said, your commitment to the Lord is a lifelong thing, mm-hmm. you know? So my baptism, technically, I made a covenant to follow Christ for the rest of my life, right? But whether I make that when I'm eight or when I'm, you know, 21, the exact same struggles are going to come. And it's con- I'm constantly going to be making the same mistakes, you know? And so my, I'm constantly, I think, recommitting myself. Christ. I'm constantly recognizing and realizing that, you know, I guess seeing the light, I'm constantly like recognizing it and being like having those moments where I'm like, okay, I need to be doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, with your marriage that you get married that one time and then they got this new thing where you can like reconsummate your vows. Oh yeah. Is that what renew it's called? Recons- renew. Renew your vows. Reconsummate. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, consummate means to have sex and that's how you seal the deal. With your marriage. Okay. So reconsummate, you do that all the time, I guess, when you're married, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but renewing your vows. Yeah, no, exactly uh, like So that. it's like exactly. renewing your vow with, with, with That's God. That's exactly what it is. Because it, the, it's important, I think, to have... 
I think you know maybe it's more practical because we as human beings we need a moment where we're like okay this is my commitment time baptism is a great example right yeah you know but realistically I don't think the the Lord expects us to be constantly renewing that promise with Him as we live our lives you sure know? and so like I said so it's like a sunset it's like this gradual just like realization kind of what you were explaining it's just like your life experience led up to the moment where one time you're at your grandpa's house and you're just have this feeling to read the new testament that started you on this journey and here you are now yeah and who knows how it's going to grow as time goes on but it's like this constant process well i can also you know say like you know that i had that stuff i had i had i had multiples of those like that kind of a call back to it Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately i've never had like the full (laughs) i don't want to say rope around the neck that's uh (laughs) (laughs) a little morbid but but this, 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 like, fully actually in it until, well, recently. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Until, like, pretty much I lost all contact with, and I, I guess I had that already happen. Um, except for CJ. CJ was probably the only person that came out to visit me while I was in Brunswick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Other than that, like, my friends, yeah, n- nobody would make an hour and a half drive to see me. Which is one of those things where it's like, and then like you look at the past year and like, there's no missed phone calls and it's like, mm. yeah, it's it was tough. sad and like depressing. Yeah, it's tough. It's like I was saying, like you, that's my darkest happens in my, my loneliest feeling abandoned times. But it was almost as if like that was the closest that I was with with God was, yeah. is that the, in the most, because I didn't have internet, I didn't have cable and I didn't have McDonald's. Mm. within like a 30 mile radius so like that really sucked yeah i had to cook every single meal for myself that's rough no it wasn't it really wasn't like i mean i had you know i had heating i had air conditioning like if like really how bad can one's life be right get in america Mm -hmm. but i think you bring it like i think you're right what you said that a lot of times it does require i think actually this is in the scriptures too like you Sometimes you get slapped down to the ground, you know? Yeah. That's when your lowest point is when you finally decide to look up, you know? So you're on the ground and you finally turn your direction up and realize, like, I need to make a change. And that's when the Lord extends his hand, you know? It sounds like that's what happened to you. Well, pain is is something that everybody can, everybody has in common, right? Everybody experiences pain. Mm -hmm. However, uh, faith and belief in a God, not everybody does that. Yeah. But... I think that in pain, um, you're kind of faced with that decision, whether yeah. or not it's going to be you. Well, not only that, but like just getting out of a rut, like mm-hmm. getting out of a place. Like I remember telling a couple stories of like where I was in trouble, man. Like I was out and I wrecked my car in New York, uh, outside of New York City while I was driving to catch the sunrise, uh, sunset. Uh, did I? Sunset of the yeah. Niagara Falls. Okay, yeah. And and got in a wreck. And ended up, um, I didn't tell my mom about it mm-hmm. because I didn't want her to worry. So I ended up taking a Greyhound all the way to Chicago until I got to my sister's house. Whoa. From New York? So, yeah. Dang. Yeah, so that I was safe before I could be like... Mm-hmm. Mom, Dad, like, this is what happened. Yeah. 
And it was like an adulting moment for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to like withhold that information. Yeah. But like what I, what I bring that story up and also my car dying in between New York, New, New Mexico and Arizona and somebody just pulling up and giving, uh, uh, jumping my car um, or the time that I got stranded in um, Flagstaff or the time I got stranded in Chicago. But, like, these moments, they all, like, have, like, those are stories that, like, there was clearly somebody looking out for me. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't my own wit. It wasn't my own intuition. It was something Mm -hmm. that was greater than, because, because if I look back at those times, like, Yes, I would probably be able to handle those now, and I can know that I can I can handle those things, yeah, and like I can get through those things. But, um, but like at that time, if I really look at like the layout of like where I was spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, I used to have a little beer gut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've always been the same size since. <laughs> but, um, but, um, like that wasn't me. There was, there was, there was, there's gotta be something, something that is greater that was, that was guiding me on, on that. Yeah. Like also to just have that joy in me. Mm -hmm. Like it says in James, you know, count it all joy in the trials that you're faced. Not word for word. I think it's good. Paraphrase. I quote scripture the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Um, but that whole entire journey, just like, so that's something else that you didn't know. Is that yeah, I got stranded in New York, uh, Chicago, and, and a lot. yeah. Go ahead. That's my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I can check all the cameras and make sure that everything's rolling. They can see how you talk to your wife. I'm not having. This is love. Everyone watch. This is perfect timing. I don't think she's mad. She's never mad at me. She loves me too much. If you watch this, babe, this is you. Hey, babe. Um, we're gonna be done before noon. Noon's our cutoff time, so I'm gonna come home soon. I have to go soon. <laughs> I heard the baby in the background. Background. Yeah. How old is he? She. He. They. Right here. Is yeah, he's, super cute. he's 18 months or 19 months, yeah. And we just have you know, like I said, today's my dad's birthday, and so she has stuff she wants to do for it. So I have to go do that, but anyway, um, well, we can talk a little bit more before, okay? Um, I'm trying to uh, just real quick like hit some really like because I want to, I don't want to like spend any time at all, sure. just like some like um, misconceptions of the Church of Latter day Saints, yeah, just like real quick, just like. Like, for one of mine, is like, the levels of heaven. Okay. Yeah. Now, these are some, like, they're, it's, they're very deep and sacred doctrine, right? Sure. That I can give a clip notes version that honestly would require study to understand. But in a nutshell, it's the idea that, you know, I don't, like, you know, there's no heaven and hell in this sense, like I was explaining before. Like, if you're bad, you go to hell. If you go to heaven... But um, in the New Testament, Paul talks about there being three degrees of glory. Sure. He says a degree of the stars and of the moon and the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And it was revealed to Joseph Smith that that is essentially the end game. That's how it's set up. The heaven that we have 
you know, that we picture, like, you know, the clouds and the mansions. Do you believe in more than three then? More than three levels? Um, I guess, well, I mean, the three are pretty much it. Okay. But but I guess the best way to describe it is a timeline. Yeah. We live this life, right? Earth has its history. And then at some point, there's the second coming of Christ or the rapture or whatever you call it, right? The end. At that point, you know, once everyone realizes who Christ is and, you know, the resurrection happens and, you know, earth is done, then we are judged, right? Mm -hmm. Christ is the ultimate judge. And the belief at that point, most people believe at that point, once we're all judged, it's okay, heaven and hell split up, right? But it was revealed to Joseph Smith kind of expounding on this doctrine that Paul taught in the New Testament that there's actually three degrees of glory. There's the degree of the stars, which is the lower level, the lower kingdom. We call it the uh, telestial kingdom. The second degree is the terrestrial kingdom, which is the glory of the moon. And then the glory of the sun that Paul was talking about is the celestial kingdom. And the easiest way to describe it is the telestial kingdom are for people who see God, they see Christ, they recognize that he's real, but they still just don't choose to follow him. Like, they, they want to keep living in their own ways, you know. They don't want to change. Yeah. Murderers, the thieves, if you want to call it that. Like, they just, they, they don't accept Christ. But they're not evil. They're not bad, you know. They're just... They're still children of Christ. Yeah. They just don't want to do it. So, so the, what I have to remember is the intellectual kingdom is not hell. It's not like, you know, fire and brimstone. It's still a paradise. It's a good place. And that just shows how much God loves his children. Because even the people who are bad, yeah. who choose not to just be these good Christian people, still get something good, yeah. right? Then the telestial kingdom are for people, or the terrestrial, sorry, the, the second level, I guess, glory of the moon. Those people are the ones who did believe in Christ, and they follow him in the best way that they could. But they did not make the covenants that they needed to, the saving ordinances, to reach the celestial kingdom. Like... Baptism by proper authority. Certain covenants you make in the temple, okay. like in the LDS. Temple. So, so that's that's like where I would end up is right there. Yeah, I guess if you like, if you meet Christ and Christ looks at you, and but he then says, you would be up here. Of course, I'm at the top. No, because but it has to be in perspective. Because sure, what we have to remember is that you go to Christ, and He's going to be there, and He's going to be like, okay, the, this is the truth. Right? Yeah, this is truth. So it's, you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe in that your do- doctrine is subjective to some degree? Um, I, I mean, I think that the core principles are objective, like it is true, but I do think that there is some subjectivity sure. based on how it's like, it's like what's revealed is true. And then how people choose to approach that is different. The word of wisdom we call it, like the reason we don't drink tea and coffee is a great example of that. Yeah. Because the doctrine is no tobacco, alcohol, illegal drugs, which is kind of obvious, but then also tea and coffee. Yeah. And then from there it's the church doesn't say this exact T is right and wrong. Do you get kicked out if you do those? I mean, you don't get kicked out, but like for... Excommunicated? Not so much. No, like you, you don't... If you are addicted to drugs, I'm not going to kick you out of the church, right? Sure. But there are certain things, for example, you know, the temple, yeah. right? The one right off the highway. Yeah. I can't go in there, can I? No. And it's not because it's like we're rejecting you and because you have to be good enough. It better not be because you're rejecting me. <laughs> I don't like to feel rejected. Because... Um, you know, temples have been around forever. We're kind of bouncing over doctrines, but we're just going to roll with the flow. But the uh, temples have been around forever, right? Like, even since Old Testament times. And it's a sacred place that you have to be in a certain place spiritually 
to be able to enter because we believe it is like the house of God, right? Sure. Like God doesn't show up there, you know, like yeah, but live there. But d- it's didn't that go bye-bye whenever Jesus died on the cross and then the whole entire um, deal was, the banner deal was torn in half? What like, do you mean bye-bye? Like, like what, what, what old law, happens? mosaic law, like, oh, yeah, the, the, like the idea of like all of these different... Um, ritualistic practices yeah no it did and you're right and what christ, is that called that was torn i'm not sure but i know what you're talking about like there was the old the mosaic yeah. law and christ came and introduced the new law his gospel you know like before but when he breathed his last breath the the, 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 the tore in half whatever it is that yeah like i think i remember this from your last episode it's you know like thou shalt not commit adultery and then christ yeah. taught the higher law no no, no. i'm talking about like it specifically after he breathed his last breath mm-hmm. that the um it's not a banner. It's like a... Wow, why can't I think of it? Veil? Not a veil. But it's, it basically was the separation between... It, 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 was, a, it was a curtain. It was a curtain that, that, that uh, I think, um, separated like the holies of the holies from like, the rest oh, or whatever. Oh, I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, like the, veil, the curtain of the veil. Ripped in half all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when he died and like the temple split and things like that and like the veil ripped. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so like for, for me on those is that like that, that from, for me, that means everything ritualistic about religion is gone. Okay. Like all Mosaic law is abolished. Not, not abolished because he didn't came to not, he didn't came to... Oh no, you're right. No, he did, hot right there. But yeah, no, he said that he he didn't come to destroy but to fulfill. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and I think you're right. No, because I do agree. I'm that is a really cool, interesting take on like seeing the veil rent and when he was crucified at the end of all mosaic. So you don't believe that that you have to do anything specific? But it sounded like you said that to get into that next portion of heaven that you had to make proper covenants. You do. So in that case, yeah, you do. This this is where I mean, and it has to be looked at in the sense of reverence and sacredness, because it's not a matter of like, in order to get into the club of heaven, yeah. you have to check off these boxes, because there's so much more than that. It's so much deeper. It's more about your personal commitment to the Lord, right? Yeah. But um, the like, you know, the first thing Christ did when he before he started his ministry was he was baptized. Yeah. And he said, "Come follow me." Like this is the example, and baptism is an example of. A sacred ordinance, a covenant you have to make, because it's he's the savior. Straight up says, unless you're baptized by water and by fire, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. That's undisputed. Um, now, does that mean if you die before you're baptized, you don't get in? No, I don't think it's that simple. I was gonna say because I was baptized as a Catholic as a baby. Yeah, like, but I haven't been baptized since then. Like, you had baptized by immersion. But I think that I don't think that that, that baptism as a baby really meant anything. I don't. I didn't find, I don't find that as any kind of evidence or I didn't find any covenant in it. The only covenant that I'm like certain in and grounded in is the covenant between me and and Jesus uh, or God, uh, just, or Holy Spirit, (laughs) Um, just as like Abraham made the covenant with, with God and basically saying like, here's this, here's, here's me. Like there is only one covenant. So do we disagree on that? Is that where we have conflict is where... We probably disagree in this, and this is, I mean, this is just a difference of religion, period. But yeah. I agree with your covenant you make with God is personal, yeah. right? And the actual things you do to do that, like, I don't think there's anything particularly 
special about like, you know, you have to be baptized by immersion to make that covenant. Like the act of baptism itself has a special power. Sure. I just think that's the way the Lord chose to do it. You yeah. Know? He's like, that one just died. That's cool. But like he, um, like I think the covenants you make, it is personal between you and God. Mm-hmm. But one thing specific to the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, is that the Lord, once you do believe that it's true, and you want to follow in the best way you can, part of that are making these sacred saving ordinances in this life. Yeah. And we can talk on and on about like what that means, like, well, what do you do now? What happens after? I think what it comes down to is back, you know, full circle again to the very beginning. It's if you see something and you believe something is true, then you should do it. Yeah. And if you don't, despite the fact knowing that it's true, you're held accountable for that, you know? So for me, I believe that making covenants in the temple, doing these sacred ordinances and like being baptized by the proper authority, I believe that that's true. And so I need to pursue that to the extent that I believe that that's true. Because if I reject that, I'm going to be held accountable, you know? But you, Sam Johnson, who maybe you... By the way, my name's Sam Johnson. That's fine. That's even mention my name. <laughs> but you as a person who maybe you don't believe that that's necessary. Maybe yeah. in your faith, you don't think I, need, I don't need to make a specific covenant in a specific ritual or whatever it might be. Do you think that's due to par- partially upbringing? And cult- a, culture kind of has of that, like... Yeah, I mean, you, you, you are the result of all your life experiences, right? And your upbringing is a big part of that. But ultimately, yeah. you have your agency. You make the choice. But what I'm saying is, 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 is doctrine downstream from culture? Uh, I think uh, what people consider doctrine can be. Yeah. But I do think, and this is, again, just personal belief. And in no way, one thing I do believe is that all religion, essentially, at its core is good. Yeah. And if you're not going to be a Mormon, right... If which is just a nickname, but like... Well, you can't say that all religion is good because there's some religion that they believe to kill you. You're right. I guess the the point is at its core, right? Like the Muslim faith, for example, at its core is the most... They want to kill you. They're like the most faith-promoting religion on the planet. It's also the fastest growing lately. Yeah. Almost, and this is going to be make some backlash, but almost maybe more so than Christianity, the core of Muslim faith is world peace. That's all they talk about. Sure. But the people you see are just like the extreme people that want to kill you, right? right. It's like, oh, that's Muslim, but it's not. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, I digress though. The, um, this because you, Sam Johnson, don't think that a certain thing is necessary. I don't think the Lord is going to hold you accountable for that because you, you do what you think is true, right? Yeah. It's different if you believe, you feel compelled to do something. You're like, that's true. I need to do that. But then you reject it. You know what I mean? That being said, I personally believe that... Um, Back to like the kingdoms in heaven, you know, like you have the celestial kingdom, you need to make the certain ordinances and that is the presence of God. Like that is the top, right? What do you want to call it? And that those are very sacred and real things. But we have to remember, and this is something that is taught and needs to be taught more in my faith. Yeah. Is that's not the most important thing, you know? Well, like, God can, God can just break that all too. Yeah. He can change his mind. Like that's, like, that's totally a thing. That's... Yeah, but what, the, the one thing yeah. that can't change is the, what has already happened. Yeah. So that would be the Jesus. So. Yeah, no, it's true. And what's the most important thing when it comes down to because like, it's funny because people be like, you know, I think a lot of churches that try and like motivate you to do good and change your life is you want to get into heaven, right? Like you want to get your mansion in heaven. You want to do these things. 
And that's a good thing, but I don't think anyone can realistically say that that excites them because we don't know what that's like, you know? I don't know what heaven's like. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I love the idea of living with God. That makes me feel peace, but like I don't get pumped up about, yes, I'm going to make it into heaven. I don't know what that is, right? Yeah. But the focus is where I'm at right now. I know that like this life I'm living is for God, and I know as I do these things, it brings me that peace. And the, in the grand scheme of things, you can have a reason, but I think that most importantly, doctrines aside, what's important is just to be a Christian, you know? Be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, if, if you're a Catholic, then be a good Catholic, you know? Yeah. If you're going to be a Lutheran or a Methodist or what church did you say you go to? Non-denominational. Non-denominational church. Okay, just a Christian. If you're going to be a Christian, sure. just be a good Christian, you know? And that's the most important. And frankly, as you pursue truth and light, which honestly is I think what you're doing with doing this whole series, the truth will come. And you're going to refine your testimony and it's all going to work out for you in the end. I truly believe that. Yeah. You pretty much closed it for me. Um, Scene. Check. Mike. Mike. Check. Mike. Check. Um, dang. That was that was one heck of a monologue, Isaac. Thanks. I practice it with my But yeah, yeah. Basically, the idea of just like you don't seek truth. Yeah. Is it almost could be changed from my testimony to seek truth. I think that's the commonality between everybody that I've sat down with is that they seek truth in some degree or another. Um, Okay, before we run, um, one question that you have for me, and I'll try to answer it as promptly as possible. Okay. Um, Regarding my my life. Yeah, no, I'd actually correct my testimony because I guess... This is probably really broad, but what does your faith mean to you? Like, if someone were to ask you, like, what do you believe? What's your belief? Like, do you believe in God? Like, what do you believe? How do you respond to that? I, I'm going to answer that, but I also wanted to, I, I wanted to throw this at you and say that sure. a lot of how I um, disciple is based off of how I saw you in high school. And I just want to share that with you, as Thanks, in, man. like... You didn't ever pressure anybody. You didn't ever... <sighs> Maybe I'm trying to be a little bit more Isaac because you never really <laughs> even like... There was no really discussion of God and Jesus, but it was like uh, people felt comfortable around you even though they knew that you were like a total Bible thumper. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So yeah. I want to just like exhort you in that way. So honor you. Oh. Thanks, man. But what is my faith? My faith is um, to seek truth, is to find what is what is true. And so it's been it's it's gone through a lot of digging through falsehoods and like pseudo happiness that got me to that. Um, but what was the question again? Like, what's your, like, if someone were to ask you, what do you believe? Like, what's your faith? What are you? I don't know. Just like, I guess the question is, what is your testimony? Like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it. it's, it's like, like, I, in, within all of that, I kind of get like a, like, what does faith mean to you? Mm-hmm. Is a kind of question that you're, you'd be really bad at this. 
That's cool. I'm just kidding. That's not in law school. Because <laughs> I can't um, vlog. My, but, like, my, my idea of, like, faith would, would be just... Um, that it's not an idea. That it is reality. Hmm. That it is the farthest thing from a ideology. It's, it's the farthest thing from, from coming... It's, it's a revelation. It is... Uh, it is the creator speaking through me. Mm. Um, it's somebody else taking my foot and putting it here. It's someone else who's, who's guiding me. It is um, a lot of things that I do it's changed recently to where like I, I'm like it feels like I was going against the current mm. running towards seven deadly sins yeah and until recently um, where the friends and the you know I the, I lost a lot of friends I lost um, I, I had a church kind of betray me I had um, um, my phone Alarm go off. That's a hard time. <laughs> my, my, my family kind of, um, not immediate family, but um, I, I pretty much moved to where I just had my family. Um, I got off Facebook and mm. every social media. And <clears throat> um, it took me to the point of like serious dark depression of like who am I like what am I doing like what is going on like where is truth and there's two truths that are like I firmly like found in like the past like all of my life and I'll share them with you please do is number one truth and it, and, and they came through pain mm -hmm. and that's something that I think that is really um really real mm -hmm. is that uh, especially because you can't, you cannot share your blessings without sharing the pain that was involved. Mm -hmm. Because you can say to anybody, "Hey, I moved into this nice new apartment, whatever." And it's like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, ah, that's a nice blessing." I'm like, yeah, yeah. But like to say, like, uh, before that, I was addicted to heroin, living on the street for seven years of my life, mm -hmm. and didn't have a job, didn't have any family, didn't have any. And then now I have this place that I'm living in and somebody tried like that would change it dramatically. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely not my story. <laughs> um, but, but one truth I found was that is that it's not all about me. It, like I wanted fame. I wanted to be the I, I wanted everybody to know who I was. Yeah. I wanted that so badly. I mean, you saw it in high school, like, mm -hmm. Whenever I was younger, I didn't know what pride was, and then it consumed me later on in life. So one truth is that it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. And then the second truth was um, that you can't change people. You can't you you have no role in making people good. Mm. Um, as in like, you are not Jesus. Yeah. You can't go up to somebody. It is not you that should be taking credit for that. Mm. And, and, and the first one was um, 
Well, the first one was, yeah, that was, that was hard. The second one was really hard. Uh, but they came through a lot of pain. Like, yeah. it, was, it was almost the diamond inside the coal. Mm-hmm. And it takes a whole lot of pressure to make that diamond. Yeah. And it's the only thing that I can really, really compare like, what truth is. So, that got real. That's a good answer. And I don't even Thank know you for sharing it. Yeah, cameras, cameras rolling. Sweet, we got it. Be sure to subscribe. Like, subscribe, comment, comment whatever below. you have. Yeah, yeah, questions for Isaac. And I and I actually stopped doing this, but I really want to start this back up. Is sure. that if they made it this far, like, and they're listening, then what is an email address? Do you have like a throwaway email account that like you'd be able to share? Sure. Go to i a a m e s one zero at gmail.com okay email if you have questions email me yeah i'm not gonna put it in the description below or anything i think that it's if somebody makes it this far and they hear that then they have to earn it well not only that if you put it in the description below you'll get a bunch of spam (laughs) yeah people try me sell me stuff that's cool yeah yeah so but yeah contact isaac he's a cool guy kindness kind of cool kindness annoying signing out I, I can't think of, I can't think of the title like what it would be of this yeah uh, this is where it fades out you know at the end of these videos yeah. in my testimony they fade out but what do you think the title should be Mormon versus Christian like, well, that's the thing it's like technically it's the same thing so it's like yeah it's, I don't know it's like a Mormon friend from high school because it has to be clickbaity but it also has to be true sure because you um, want people to yeah it's sitting down with a Mormon I don't know because I mean because I'm I personally there's been a push in the church right now we're trying to move away from using the word Mormon because it's a nickname and use the actual name of the church but frankly I'm cool with it so like I mean I always like to talk about myself as the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I'm a Latter-day Saint remember the church of Jesus Christ but if you put it in, like, you know, sitting down with the Mormon or Mormon's testimony, I'm cool with that because that's what people know. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, like, offensive. It's just, you know. And you're probably not well-versed with, like, YouTube. You, you don't... It's all on me, isn't it? Like, on, like, what keywords and things to do for it to pop Yeah, what up? would yeah, you click? Know. What would you... What, what do you think somebody would click? Like, um, I think people always look for discussions on faith, you know, talking about... Doesn't, I don't know. Alex would be a good person to ask for that, though. You could have it. I haven't had, like, an actual, like, I don't know, camera. We gotta do it, like, where it's, like, on the side. Like, um, can you switch this crossword? You guys should be able to do it.